0: Boy, they never said the size podcast was too
1: much who knows more about
2: music than us the
1: device is a black podcast
3: and all genres with a
1: regular pop culture and a shit ton of food if you know the music you probably don't
2: know what size means. and it's no shit actual recording is higher fucking quality Good night already. I'm tired of laughing. This S um, S L is about to make me mad. Actually, okay. Hey y'all.
0: They got ten garments on their wholesale. I don't want to. I like. I really do not care. Like
2: it's just too early to be talking about it to me. Y'all <sighs> know that this sale gonna last till summer next year. So like, <laughs> we have time.
0: Not guys. wrong. That's the part about it. We have time. Let me, what is, what is, why is the hair just on, the hair is given like HBCU. That's like, not a bad thing. Uh, it's just not my, HBCU girl, is, if, even though it's my spiritual experience, it's not my brand.
2: I think that that's fair. There's a distinction there. We can separate the two. Brown versus the Board of Education, separate but equal.
0: Period. And it's no shade, but you know, that's just not my give. I don't know, whatever. I I wrapped my hair in a doobie last night, and that's why I think it's giving collegiate SGA president hair.
2: Come on, what you gonna do when the Reapers all gone and you wanna get through, but you gotta hold on? The doobie ashtray. I don't even yeah. know what that is, but go off, but you meant it. Somebody had the nerve to take the herb about the doobie ashtray? You don't know the Devin the dude...
0: I'm from wow. Um beats Isn't he from the worst? It
2: was on my Black Planet page back in the day.
0: I wasn't one even
2: like a piehead for real, for real, for real. So that's interesting. It's a good song though.
0: I'm looking him up. Um.
2: <laughs> I was like, Stephanie looks like she's researching. He
0: is from Pontiac, Michigan. I know he's oh, from I didn't. I didn't know it's nothing it. else.
2: I knew he wasn't from here, but he had a big um I don't you
0: care about if you are from DC proper. <laughs> you not it. even that,
2: I just he had a big that song was a big deal when I was in high school and I didn't understand why because he wasn't from here. But love the song.
0: I was in Atlanta when you was in high school, so that might have been like the disconnect.
2: Oh yeah, because they nobody knew what that was in Atlanta.
0: In Atlanta they was too busy. If you was not, when you was in high school, that was Jeezy years, right, in Atlanta. Uh huh.
2: motivation. All right.
0: If it wasn't Jeezy, I was like, huh. <laughs> if it wasn't Jeezy or Juke your Boy, I couldn't tell you nothing.
2: I mean, Juke, Juke. <laughs> at least you had the tunes playing and the beats blasting because those are songs and albums.
0: Songs and screaming. No, this well, is a given. Um, education major. Oh
2: well, is really still doing. She's doing his hair like it is giving HR.
0: See, <laughs> I would do be wrapping my hair again. This is crazy. I mean, it do look good because look.
2: I was about to say movement, shine, sheen,
0: and I did it myself.
2: Yeah, I, mean, I don't know what you can. The like. wig
0: girls can't do real hair, and as a wig girl, I can also do real hair. Oh
2: my God! As a wig girl, what is it even giving? <laughs> my Christmas tree just got delivered. Tis the season, <laughs> but I'm not that ghetto, so I'm not putting it up until after Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, because I was about to be like, when you first mentioned you had a tree, I was like, um, it's still Halloween, like, what's going
2: on? No, but it was on sale, hey. so I got it while the sale was given. I know it's that. gonna be cute, but I'm not, it's just gonna sit here until <laughs> it's an appropriate time to decorate Let's her. Put it up. Yeah, it's people with their trees up in my in my like neighborhood already, and I am wincing.
0: They press
2: Like, my little sister hit me up to come do her tree last night. I said, first of all, this is an impromptu plan. You know, I don't do those. You should have said something over the weekend so I could plan my day around it. And Thanksgiving ain't happened yet.
0: I'm so confused about Thanksgiving being next week.
2: It doesn't make sense. My family and
0: ain't said a word, so. Listen, <laughs> yep.
2: I don't know what's going on. It don't feel like nothing about to happen. Who eating?
0: Nobody. Well, I've been before her flight. So I think she thinks we eating, but ain't sure. right said nothing.
2: I, it's giving wouldn't know a thing. My dad's side of the family is being so organized this year. Like I got three invites for Christmas, Thanksgiving, and some in-between thing that we doing. I was like, oh, look at y'all trying to get it together for once. But then my mom's side, who I'm usually like full force helping with the planning for and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They haven't said anything at all. I don't know where it's going to be held at. I, listen, I got too many friends and family. I will be at somebody's dinner.
0: I'll be home. I don't care. Oh. i be, you know me. I will mean. be good for being in the bed, child. Well, that's a lie. I'll be trying to be in the streets, but when it comes to, I'm not a holiday Type John, like I don't be really caring about the holidays. I feel like once your grandparents pass, you don't care anymore. If like when your grandparents pass and ain't no kids in your family, it's like holidays don't hit.
2: I I kind of get that sentiment. I just that's not my testimony. Like it's always a big deal in my family. So the fact that this year is kind of mom's the word, I'm looking at everybody like they crazy.
0: Yeah, no, cause but you also got kids too in your family.
2: Mm, well, a little bit, just a just a smidge. It ain't really a lot. Your
0: sisters got
2: kids. Yeah, but that's two people. I got 30,000 people in my family, and they all yeah, but I'm just
0: talking about, well, I guess because my family, we don't do Christmas. We don't do holidays with the whole family. We only um, do things holidays with... Immediate. Eddie and James' children. Okay. So, that's on my head. I'm like, you got your niece and... You know, you got your nephews, I mean, or whatever. So, when you got... Immediate family kids, I feel like you have a reason to do holidays. But when everyone's yeah. grown, it's be given like,
2: okay. I'm the only person that's my age on both sides of my family. So, like, With if the kids. people younger than me don't have kids, then we won't have them uh. <laughs> because everybody else is older than me.
0: <laughs> Come on. Uh, and I'm
2: not doing it. Oh. Yeah. Uh-uh. It would take, like, I don't know if I've said this on air before, but it would really take me to be head over heels in love with somebody and it's like something that I'm compromising with them on to oh. to, you know, keep make us better. I don't know what the fuck, but I'm as a as a single individual, me, myself, and I, it's all I got in the end. I don't care about no damn kids. <laughs> no. And I think I would be a great dad, but I just I'm the oldest. I feel like I already You've been
0: have been a dad your whole life.
2: Yeah. It's Daddy Jr. right here and right now and I'm mm-hmm. good on it. I don't like it. But happy holidays, dolls. <laughs> Tis the season, like I said. And I'm hungry, so somebody need to be doing the food. I'll sure ain't having a potluck, and that's actually kind of getting on my nerves. What? Because it's just not what we usually do. Well
0: Oh, like one person usually cook everything. Yeah, time. like whoever
2: is hosting is usually the person to do the food. And if you need help, then people help, but they come over to help. Mm-hmm. They don't give everybody bring a dish from their house. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know what I'm bringing. It might just be my wit and my charm at this point.
0: <laughs> well, because my favorite used to be like, even if it was at other people's houses, it was still a requirement for certain people to bring their signature garment. So, like, <laughs> no matter where we had Christmas or Thanksgiving at, Grammars had to make the yams because Grammars puts baked apples in her yams and mm. everybody has tried it, but nobody has been able to duplicate exactly how she does it with the apples. So when somebody else in the family try to make it, it'd be like, mm.
2: that sound good and specific.
0: Yeah. So it'd be very much grammars, you know, what to bring it. And she also used to make this pork tenderloin just like for regular, but me and my cousin, Kenny, that's my age that went to Morehouse with us. Mm-hmm. We was obsessed with it. So no matter who house he was at, they cooked everything. But grandma's had to bring the pork tenderloin and she had to bring the yams. Or all help's gonna break loose in the family.
2: Screaming. (laughs) The way that it's set up on my mom's side, Uncle Darren and Grandmommy Milge will always do all of the food. Mm -hmm. But Milge, of course, went to glory. Uncle Darren been doing all of the food. Uncle Darren been slipping a little bit, and I'm not going to even hold you. He need to let me do the macaroni and cheese from now on because-
0: <laughs> Talk about how you it is the esteemed mac and cheese, and I've never tasted
2: nothing. You never had it before?
0: You never had macaroni and cheese anywhere, anytime I've been in D.C.
2: It don't ever give cook. Nobody be cooking. Like, it don't I mean, be- you could give a F. You never been to the family cookouts. You never been to like the holidays and nothing like that. Honestly, me- I
0: came. I've been to your house many a time. It ain't been no pizza of leftover of a. Menu. Well,
2: here's the thing. I don't know how to make the macaroni and cheese for a personal pan. It's not never getting made for just dinner. I can only make it for holiday events. Like it need to be the big pan. That's the only way I was taught to make it. Oh, and okay. Truncating it <laughs> is something I'm gonna have to work on. But I use Uncle Dan's recipe. It's just like his. He is the bomb with it but his just wasn't good the past couple years. And my friends who have had my food said, yeah, you need to go ahead and take this over. So I'm going to have a talk with him. I don't want to do it, but if I have to, I will. It just wasn't the same the past couple. Like, what you, what's, do you need help? And then my family ghetto. So Thanksgiving and Christmas, you know, how people eat early. Like, I feel like, I was confused by this, but then I realized that everybody does it. People be eating like three, four o'clock for holiday. My family don't eat till like seven. Oh. So it's like, I could house hop all over the city. So it give Uncle Darren, you shouldn't be doing all of this by yourself anyway, because it's taking too long. It's a
0: lot. Yeah. Yeah. So now
2: I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do because I could drive to uh, Sherry's house because I know she's eating early. My father's side is all going to be over there. But then by the time I'm done with them, I'm going to be drunk. I'm not going to want to go nowhere else. And my family on my mother's side not eating until 10. So I got to figure it out. I might just come pay my respects, say hey to my mother's side, like see what I could assist with. Tell them to put my shit to the side and then go drink with my older cousins over my phone.
0: Hey, my respects is funny. This podcast uh. is not about Thanksgiving.
2: Oh, but what else is going on? We could do music with the News, I guess.
0: It's so much going on because literally, y'all, we were gonna record this episode last week to you know get ahead of life. And then it wasn't nothing going nothing. on. There was nothing. nothing to talk about last week. Like, absolutely nothing happened last week. And Muse was like, watch this weekend, gonna we'll be the fool. And what was this weekend?
1: The fool. Me. <laughs> the
0: fool at the school. Fool done yield. Okay, it's been a lot.
2: Yeah, let's just dive right in. So, I think we should start with Kiki.
0: Okay, so you know Rihanna don't be on social media. She she Mm -hmm. don't have a Twitter account at all, and she don't really be on Instagram. So, I was like, girl, did you hear about Kiki? And she was like, no, what happened? So, I am telling her the story, and I was dying, because... I swear, every, like, 20 seconds, she'd be like, oh, Kiki, oh, no, Kiki, not Kiki. I'm That's not at that situation, because the situation actually has me pissed off, and we'll yeah. discuss, but I would just crack up, because Black people really be like, oh, no, Lord, Jesus. I love how we do that, because we really be upset.
2: Yeah, and white people don't do it. It's so interesting when this stuff that's like really cultural specific. Really it'd be it something is. And it you grew up with, didn't even know, other people didn't do it. Like, it took me a really long time to realize white people had cousins. Wait, hey, what do you mean? Don't know white people talk about their cousins.
0: White people do not talk about their cousins. <laughs>
2: exactly. Like, I grew up with my cousins being like my sister. They don't be
0: with their cousins.
2: They don't be with their cousins at all. So I'm just like, oh, that's interesting. White people actually got cousins.
0: I'm crying because I never thought about that. <laughs>
2: So, and men, honestly, that's where I'm at with it. Kiki Palmer is America's sweetheart. Like, we say that about a lot of girls she for different is. reasons, but Kiki actually is America's sweetheart. So, to find out that she's been dealing with this domestic abuse for as long as they've been together and now have had a child together, and... We've watched her like rant and rave on talk shows about him. Like we've seen her give this man a glowing review. We heard about the inception of them dating. Like all of this stuff that we thought was good, and lo and behold, he's worse than his brother.
0: Allegedly. Allegedly,
2: Allegedly I guess.
0: I don't want to know. I don't want no paperwork.
2: This whole hot topics is going to be about how the people need to lawyer up and get litigious, so us included. <laughs> I, I'm happy that she has obtained a restraining order against Darius Jackson. Ass. For everything that's been going on, but like the leakage of the videos, the pictures, like it's just disheartening to understand or like come to terms with, you never know what people be going on, you like booking really going on for people in their house. I Prayers to the family. Shout out to Miss Sharon.
0: Listen, Miss Sharon, <laughs> a mother, no drama. Miss Sharon is not the one to play with. I don't know who the Jackson family think they are. But Miss Sharon, not the one or the two. Or the 10. She right. said,
2: oh, and Saranis, she was going off. I love when people go off.
0: She said, you think that you're some kind of special guy?
2: <laughs> it's really not funny, but I'm going to laugh at stuff. Because Miss <laughs>
0: Sharon was not playing with them people. And the, Okay, let's back this up a little. Let's back this up. I was just saying to somebody how. This has been such a huge year for Kiki's career.
2: Has. Has. She
0: has. She's always been visible, but I think there has been a higher level of visibility of Kiki because she was, like, doing the podcast. She launched her um her web series channel. She's in the show. She's in the movie. She's had the baby. She's, you know, been on tour. Performing at festivals, like she has been booked and busy this year. So, to know that, like, in one of the best years of her career was probably one of the worst years of her life is crazy to think about. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I think it's a testament to the strength of women, right? Because I always say that women are better than men because facts. But to be dealing with all of that that you just mentioned and what that comes with. And then on the back end to have this hell of a life simultaneously happening at the same time, going through pregnancy, going through a semblance of postpartum. Like, you don't know what she could have been dealing with on top of all of the success. Mm -hmm. So then to see this, it's just like, God damn, because you would never know. I thought something was up. My ears perked up and my eyebrows raised a bit when he went off on Twitter about what she wore to the Usher show. That was one thing. I was like, okay, I'm going to put a pin in that. I'm going to pay attention to that. He's not who we thought.
0: Real quick, just because I was having this conversation with friends. For me, that didn't raise, that raised a red flag, but not to the level of what we know now. Because I feel like a lot of men have this idea that once you become a mom you're supposed to you, sh- you should look a certain way and to me do I agree with that no I just like a slut so of course I don't agree with that <laughs> but I feel like but it it would be a reach for me to say men that think women should look a certain way once they become moms are also abusive like I don't I, I won't say that if you're one you're automatically the other so I, no. I gagged a, like it was, I was like, oh, why is he taking this to social? He aggy. I was like, this is aggy nigga shit. Like, you know, like, I feel like we're mm-hmm. in the ever now where people get mad at their person they're dating, they put it on social media. So it just gave regular ghetto shade room shit. I didn't think it was given control and abuse. I don't think
2: that, like you said, one doesn't necessarily mean the other, but I think that if one is there, the propensity to be the other is too. Mm. Because it didn't give me everything is going great outside of this comment.
0: Well, right. Of course. Of course. Of course. But I didn't so think he was given like this. I didn't, I guess in my mind it wasn't necessarily like he was controlling and crazy. It's just that, he, in my mind, I was like, he's so antiquated and weird. That was my thought. I was like, oh, this is so 50s and weird.
2: That inherently to me kind of do give controlling and crazy. Even if you won't go as far as woman beating, it still is like you want ownership over the give of your girl, and mm-hmm. that is not something that's inherently yours either. Right. So it's like, I'm like, I, it just made me look at him a certain way. Mm-hmm. That still didn't give me close to what could be going on until she went back to him. Mm. Her going back made me feel different because I oh. was like, okay. Something is like he's latched onto her in a way because Kiki give me super duper strong fuck that shit. I'm not going to talk about it. We're going to play about it in the like comedically on like SNL, like all of this different shit that she was doing. But then she started popping back up with him and never address nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, in so I was like, OK, that's a little weird. Girls do it all the time. Boys do it all the time. Humans do it. But it just. Uh, I ain't like that. And yeah. I didn't want her to say anything. I'm a private pet. I wouldn't have said anything necessarily I mean, to, to feed the flames of fanfare or anything like that either. I probably just would have left. But she didn't leave. And if she did leave, she didn't stay gone. And right. that's when I was like, okay, maybe something else is happening. This still took me for a loop, but I knew that nigga was doing something. I mm-hmm. uh, down with the whole family because i was already overdrawn from insecure when everything that came out with him and um the teller from the bank i can't remember her name. dominique something
0: yeah it's spelled dominic Q, but i'm assuming it is dominique
2: yeah she's hilarious on rap shit love her wish her all the success in the world
0: wait so for people who don't know that story, can you fill them in on that drama? And just even fill in who the brother is and all that, because I know some people that don't know who none of these people is.
2: I mean, because to be fair, they are not that famous, but so, <laughs> I could get They're not big to in London,
0: London like we are.
2: Right, so big in London. We'll, we'll get to that later.
0: <laughs> so, Ronis
2: <laughs> Jackson plays Dro on Issa Rae's Insecure. He was Molly's best friend growing up who ended up being like her fuck buddy, but he was married And they were technically open. There's like verdict and theory out still on that too, though, because on the show, we never see his wife okay anything or say that they are also open. It's really just Molly taking his word for it. But whatever, it's not an episode about Insecure. A show, though. Come to find out, another character from Insecure and him had been dating, I guess through filming and all of that, allegedly she thought that they were together do do da 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 What
0: I feel on the internet was that he was with a girl and got the bank teller girl pregnant because he got a baby with the bank teller. So he had the girlfriend but he got the bank, the co-worker on Insecure, insecure. pregnant. Problem. Yep. And now they're going through a custody battle but go ahead.
2: That fallout happened very publicly For, I guess, people who followed the show and, like, knew who these characters were at that point in time. But then it kind of got quiet and, like, swept under the rug.
0: Paperwork was filed filed, um, very recently about their parenting situation.
2: So everything from that situation got quiet. This custody thing is brand new. And that was, Instagram been off the air for at least two years now, so that was... That his season when this happened with the girl was before the show even ended. This is like three seasons in. I, and the show I, read, I think years.
0: I read the baby is five.
2: Yeah, like damn. So that's crazy. And I again, as a fan of rap shit, I Dominique be on my TV every week now, cause it's back on a show. So got doll pregnant on a girlfriend, baby's in custody right now, trying to figure out who's gonna be the main parent. It's not giving joint.
0: Well, Dominique says she is a parent because she's been in Texas this whole time with the baby. The baby was born in Texas. The baby is go to daycare and school down to the Texas. She just still had her residency in LA because she comes to work there. But because she, what they were saying in the paperwork is she can no longer afford to have a place in Texas and LA. So she's trying to get rid of the place in LA so that she can just be full-time in Texas, but he don't want the kid to go to Texas. But then her thing is, why you care? Because you barely see her when Ooh. we are in L.A.
2: Wow. So, Man, like, so he's,
0: he's, he's um, asking for um, a, a certain type of custody situation when he don't even go get the baby or pick up the baby and take it to the grandma house or whatever. <laughs> or whatever.
2: It's a lot with the Jacksons.
0: So that's just the brother, y'all. It's not Kiki. Baby it's baby. not
2: even Kiki's situation. Jordan, Wilson will say, I don't want your situation.
0: <laughs> a mood. <laughs> that is
2: a fucking word.
0: Listen. Make that so, some words, Jordan. Because I don't either.
2: She's been looking bomb. I say that every time her name is brought up, but she has. <laughs> Kiki, run. Like, get all of the paperwork filed that you need. This whole hot topic is about subpoenaing the girls. Do what you got to do to stay strong and pooch. You are too big of a celebrity, and you are too important to black people. This is nowhere near over. I feel like we're about to hear a lot more. Steph been giving me the updates daily.
0: Okay, and now it's Steph with the news. He <laughs> broke into her house earlier last week and was demanding the baby. She said the baby not here, and he started getting physically aggressive with her. Took her phone. Uh tried to leave her house with the phone. She runs outside and he uh, allegedly attempts to run her over or hit her, or it just gave the vibe to her that he was trying to hit her with the car. So she then went to get an order of protection and to get a full custody because she does not feel safe, obviously, and doesn't feel like the baby is safe around him either. And then to support her case, she uh, submitted videos of cameras inside her house of two physical um, beatings, essentially. Um, Mm -hmm. And some of the photos from those videos were released. One was from this most recent time. And then another was from February of 2022.
2: And that's when we started to deliberate as a cast, when the pictures popped up.
0: So... So, all right. as all these reports were coming out, it was coming out in piecemeal. First, it said Kiki requested custody. Then it, But it says, we don't know why she requested custody. But then uh, uh, it got released that she was uh, asking for custody because of domestic violence. Then the videos came out. So, like, over the course of a day, all this different news kind of got piecemealed out. So, then Darius uh, posts on Twitter a photo with him and the baby and says, son, I'll see you soon. Which is diabolical and crazy,
2: no, um, and then his
0: brother chimes in and is like, uh, "the most, the most abusive person." Y'all will find out soon. I'm going to release everything, and so from Saronis, or however you say his name, taken up for his brother, Michelle and get wind of it, and Michelle <laughs> and pulled up that iPhone 15. And me into Sharonis and said, I told you I called you a year ago and told you that your brother was beating on my daughter mm-hmm. and you you blew me off and was like, Oh, well, I used to be that way. Um, she also said that he um she said he's a fuck boy and everybody knows it. Those were her exact words.
2: Yeah, she definitely said that.
0: She was like, You think you're this special guy? That was my part. I love when she said that because dudes really do be thinking that. She said, You think you some type of special guy? When everybody knows you a fuckboy, boy, you're the biggest fuck boy in Hollywood.
2: That came out because of the situation with him and Dominique. Like, I feel like that was that's been the the running joke behind the scenes, anyway.
0: So Miss Sharon is confirming. So then, while this happens, Dominique posts a gift of uh, Michael Jackson laughing on her stories, and people are like, "Well, whose side you on, girl?" And then she comes out with a statement on her Instagram that basically is that said it's like three paragraphs but basically what she said was i would never laugh at anybody's um you know being abused and then she goes on to say my platform isn't that big i'm not that famous and when i do get there i will be able to tell my truth Mm -hmm. so that told me everything i needed to know then the jacksons start Releasing text messages between a mama and Miss Sharon, and they released stupid. a video of Miss Sharon cursing him out. This is a litigious episode, so I'm not know the litigious vibe.
1: The-
0: so they can say all they want, but that actually uh-huh. does not help the Jacksons that they release these text messages. They released this video of Miss Sharon cursing him out because, first of all, any mom that knows their daughter is being abused is going to be angry and is going yeah. to curse you out.
2: Yeah, she didn't do anything out of. Character
0: and if anything, and also the room was nasty as hell. So I feel like it's already shown that you live a filthy life.
2: Yep, you exactly.
0: Also shows that you had to have done something because why would her mom be calling you all kind of MS for no reason? Yeah. So it actually did not help. And then the mom text message talking about, "Oh, I don't. I try to stay out my my son's personal business. Why?" <laughs> Black moms, get in your son's personal business. Your sons are ruining America. Mm. I hate these mamas that be like letting their sons just live life. Your son is trash. She's a bad person.
2: And yeah. Sharon
0: ate. Because at the end of her response to it, she said, how do you feel knowing you have a son that fights women?
2: Yeah. That last little chunk of text message ate them up.
0: What would be your tea if, if you got three sons and two of them are confirmed abusers? I would gag.
2: Jail time, whole family, please.
0: And I don't know, I'm hoping, for, I'm not hoping, I'm waiting for something to come out about the third brother because, you know, that's how the world is. You get one piece of messy story and then the messy stories just keep coming. So the third brother better hope he don't got no baby mom because I know she firing up that TikTok as we speak. <laughs> and stop saying they from Philly. They not from Philly. He didn't even go to elementary or middle school here. They grew up in California. That Daddy is from Philadelphia. they not from here?
2: We gonna let you know where you're not from. I, Period. Love that.
0: <laughs> especially when you're a bad person.
2: yeah, don't give the city a bad name, doll Mm-mm. How does it feel to be blackballed in the industry? Wow. Serana's better hope that he gets some success off of these little like sex tapes that he'd be putting out or whatever it is. Not like real sex tapes because that's... he do a, he do a audio porn. Yeah, too. he do like audio porn or something like that.
0: He's like cute or sexy to me, but I wish him the best financially because of that baby mom seems like a nice lady.
2: Yeah, I live for Dominique, actually. She's a good actress and she's funny. She seems like a nice girl. I never really cared for him. He looked like one of the things off a of Space Jam. We moving on, or are we gonna keep going? Because everybody else needs to go to jail too. So I'm gonna just hop into some more litigations. And other legal news, Krishan Rock Mm. is off her rocker. (laughs) We talked about the Love and War anniversary at length last episode, but for some reason, Krishan Rock was reached out to by Tamar. Tamar says that she was trying to, like, open her arms to her, like, give her big sister treatment, and she was invited to come to the Love and War tour. She wasn't necessarily asked to perform. They already had it on on the docket that Tony was coming to perform. They didn't really need another guest or anything like that. It was just an invitation to come be, like, a guest. There is a blank in this story because... Three people have now come out to talk about it, but no one has said why. What happened happened. Mm. Krishan attacks, assaults, hits James Wright, Chanel friend to the show. I bought five pies.
0: I just laugh because we don't know him, but I, he is a friend in our mind to the show. <laughs> I love him.
2: I'm gonna do a rap for. <laughs> We still don't know what the sequence of events was to cause this to happen, but Kreshawn has come out. LaTroy Davis, Clark Atlanta's finest, has come out. Oh,
0: he went to Clark?
2: Yeah, he oh. the year after me. Oh. Yeah. Oh, young John. And Tamar has now come out. They, I'm not going to say they have varying stories, but LaTroy basically proved that Kreshawn was lying because Kreshawn made it seem like she had never met him and like... The things weren't set up properly and like he released the text messages showing their communication or at least his communication with her team to say how it was all set up from the beginning, how there was no exchange about her performing or music or anything like that. And then Tamar came and basically wanted to send out an apology to not only her team, but she also apologized to Gershaw. She, I guess, I guess was trying to give bigger person type of energy.
0: That's nice for her.
2: And she basically goes on to say everything that I just said, like how it was set up. It was just supposed to be like, she knows that she's, they both from Baltimore or ish because the Braxians are from Severin.
0: I hate when Tamar says she's from Baltimore. Well, we talk about
2: this because I just am how I am. And I don't like when people round up to the biggest city, just say exactly where you are from. But if she grew up in Severin and was telling people from then on that she was from Baltimore because it's closer and don't nobody know where Severin is at, then- That is a thing that people do. I am not those people.
0: But on the it's 40 minutes. But on. From Baltimore? Uh huh. I didn't realize that. The way they would talk about Severin on their reality show, I used to think that it was in the country. Like the way they talk about it on the show, they made it as if it was in the middle of nowhere, country as hell. Whole time without traffic, it would be 30 minutes. Because right now it's traffic. But
2: but 30, 30 minutes from Baltimore could very well be country. I don't know how to explain how like Maryland is set up, but Maryland is, mm, let me not be super DC about this right now. Baltimore is a, the thriving metropolis of Maryland, right? Yeah, sure. But it also, (laughs) 20 minutes away could give sticks.
0: It's 20 minutes from BWI. That's crazy. They really made it, like, like it was in the, like, what they made, like, it was deep, 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 far away from civilization. One, they gave one-stop town tease.
2: Severin is probably, like, a a little worse than, like, a Waldorf or a La Plata, which is also still far out, but they got everything they need in those places. You don't Mm got to leave. Like, they got them all. They got a Piggly Wiggly. I don't know what the fuck they got.
0: But that's what I'm saying. They used to make it like they did have nothing but a Piggly Wiggly and a Walmart. Like, they really used to be talking about this place. It it was given one-room schoolhouse.
2: Maryland has some country places. Like, have you ever heard of Jessup, Maryland?
0: I actually have, but I think it's because some... I I think it might have been on um, Snap. (laughs) (laughs) When I know about random places, it's usually because somebody... A wife that killed somebody
2: okay so like i'm not saying any of this to Joan on baltimore i have grown a liking to baltimore a little bit but country is as country does people say the dc country just because it's below the mason dixon line but we don't operate as southerners and not that maryland do but waldorf is country to me la plata is country to me so like any place that's not normal pg county or baltimore is kind of country in maryland
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'll be having to remind myself that Harriet Tubman was enslaved in Maryland. I be forgetting that Maryland actually is the South
2: with an F. Yeah. Severn probably is country, but it don't gotta be far to be country. Mm-hmm. I think that's the nicer way of saying it, because I was about to go down a road of Jonah, and I, I don't need to do that. It's just it's just not calling for that right now. So <laughs> we got off track. Tamar apologized. We still don't know what happened. I'm not sure if we we will. Tasha K is next on the docket. Tasha K has also reached out to LaTroy for an interview. LaTroy probably not going to do it, but he posted that she contacted him.
0: For what? To talk about this?
2: Yeah. Mm. He's been going off. Like, we of the show, AUC graduate. But he was the first person I saw to say something. So all my group chats was lit up about it because we know him. And... No shade, he was how the cast got VIP treatment. So like I was following the story. <laughs> Come on, love and world, 10 years anniversary. Um <laughs> so I don't I don't know what the, the larger conversation that I feel like I want to have here is I don't like how we've gotten to a point in media where we are glorifying acts and figures such as the bad girls club girls or the Krishan Rocks or the Blue Face, or like just the. There's so much negativity in the production of those types of shows and that type of content. I think it's sad that they are kind of automatically labeled as these whatevers. But then when you reach out your hand and try to give them an opportunity just to see what nice is like, it turns into this. Because Tamar literally was saying she was just trying to wrap her arms around her. She felt for her. She thought that she could play the big sister role, and it was never like a. And this was, it wasn't it wasn't shady at all because it was the truth. But Tamar was just like, I don't need an opening act. I the this, this show been sold out for months, so I wasn't reaching out to you for you to come do to your song. I thought that it would be cute. We do a twerk contest while I'm changing. They could have played your song during that. Like She she wasn't trying to get her to perform. There was no contract involved, so there was no monetary exchange. Tamar pays her people, so it's just like, you saying all of this, I don't know how that could be a discrepancy or a misconstruing of you being a part of the show. I just wanted you to come. That still don't tell me why James got hit.
0: Well, what I saw was that... Basically because she thought she was performing and, and that he was kinda like, Yeah, no, you're not performing, dog. Like that's not what's happening and then she attacked him. But that was also people inferring. So mm, I don't know mm, how say this, mm. but I just been seeing it infer that cause you know James R. Chanel don't be everywhere Tamar is, so that's that's what I was hearing. Uh... Either way, I just feel like Trishon needs help, and that help cannot be given in the spotlight. She needs to go take some time away because, first of all, how we even know about her via Blueface and that, like, reality show he had where he basically had all these women living in a room in his house in bunk beds fighting and knocking teeth out and getting... And all these girls have his name and his face tattooed on it multiple times and turn this into a reality show. All this stuff is abuse. She been getting abused and everybody's watching it and calling it entertainment. Her and Blueface having this show is abuse and people are watching it. Like, it's sad. And now they got to... She has a child that she got to worry about and... She got to deal with people like, you know, coming at her all the time, including Summer Walker, who was making fun of her and that baby, which was not right to do as somebody as mom, as somebody who people be wanting to call DHS on, them. they themselves. She had a hard life growing up. She just needs to be away and off TV.
2: Yeah. I don't truly support that content anyway. Like, that's just not... My set, I feel like violence for recreational reasons be late. Like y'all are too big and grown and it's just not cute. Right. Like, I don't know the, the Venus as a boy, a uh, uh, part of me be really like twirling. Cause I'd be like, Oh, it's not cute. I can't get into it. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're not, they're not fab. I'm not uh uh-uh. like, it's <laughs> like I'm ghetto, but there are limits. <laughs> I feel like sitting up watching these girls just wreck all day is I don't know. It's a little trashy to me. That's hashtag. Yeah,
0: and and but do you feel like because somebody was trying to was saying this and I had to stop and think about it myself? What do you think is the difference between Baddies and Bad Girls Club?
2: I don't watch either of them. They the same to me. They actually are the same to me.
0: Okay, then what? Okay, then what's the difference between Baddies and Basketball Wives back in the day, Evelyn era?
2: I don't think that.
0: Or a loving hip hop.
2: I think there is a nuance. I will say that because you could group love and hip hop. You could group basketball wives. You could group real housewives. Like all of that to me is its own thing in media and like all spawned about at the same time. Whereas the point of baddies is to watch these girls fight. The point of basketball wives is not that it ends up happening, but it's not based Mm -hmm. around right. I feel like no matter what type of story they spin, these bad girls club shows, these baddie shows, anything that's on now, that's TV or Zeus Network, all of that ghetto shit that I don't have a login for. Um, (laughs) The point is for them to fight. Mm. So much so that there's shows where production be getting into the fights. What? What? Some of them shows where it's about the boys, like, because they got gay ones, too. Some of the shows that be about the boys' production will take off their production stuff and also get into the fight. Or they will stage a reunion situation to happen so that they could then jump in as well. The shows are bad. It's just, like, too much for my brain or something. Like, I can't. I feel like I'm losing brain cells. And it's just, like, none of these people are even famous enough for me to care about them outside of the fight hmm So it's late. I think that there is a point to be made about the type of show that Basketball Wives is in oppositional or incongruence with Baddies or Bad Girls Club. But I think that it's it's about the intention. The intention is not supposed to be having Evelyn Lozada down to The boxing ring with fucking Tammy Roman. The point is to see these women's lives and how they have been able to operate in success, in heartbreak, in love, in pain, outside of or within their relationship or affiliation to whoever that basketball player was, Mm. is, will be. I can't even give you an educated sentence like that on what baddies is supposed to be about. Fighting. They don't do nothing but fight and go to photo shoots. Half of the show be them on a the bus fighting. So I'm just like, I don't know. I just can't get behind it. And like, I'm not down it, I'm not judging, I'm not saying nothing wrong about the people that watch it. Do what y'all want, because I'm gonna do what I want. But I wince or like grimace whenever that's what my friends wanna watch, and I gotta be in the room. Mm-hmm. Cause can you come up with something else?
0: <laughs> Another show with a bunch of fighting women.
2: See? I think that there is something to be said about that's what reality TV kind of turned into and baddies and bad girls clubs are, are maybe an extreme of it, but we're glorifying and giving chances and opportunities to these people who are not showing us that they're capable of doing anything else. Mm -hmm. So I'm not, I think that it was admirable of Tamar to even go the mile that she went to just bring Krishan on. But in my mind, I'm having a concert. Krishan, not the first person I'm thinking about coming on stage with me.
0: Absolutely not. Did Tamar think that Krishan will be there acting normal?
2: I don't get it.
0: Why would she think that that Krishan will be there and be a normal person?
2: And again, like me also being ghetto, I guess, I'd be wanting to feel for, wanting to care for, wanting to like Krishan. But she's just done and said and continued to be in situations that I just can't bang with. Like, she's just ignorant it's just it's just a level of ignorance that i'm like okay this is past like cute and ghetto Mm -hmm. this is like you should probably go get help and then go back to school Mm -hmm. and i don't like feeling like that so i just don't watch it it's sad that it had to happen like that i don't again i don't know if more is going to come out or if we're going to find out what the rest of the story is but there's a piece missing still Another criminal, Tasha Kay. So we brought her up a little earlier and now we're finally at her bullet point. I, <laughs> To be fair, I really do not know that much about this lady. I be paying her news, nooch. But she keep popping up. Ever since the Cardi B thing, I'm just like, damn, this lady is not going nowhere. Stephanie sent me this <laughs> earlier today and I had to laugh. But Tasha K is getting sued by R. Kelly.
0: R. Kelly has had it up to here. He made a choice today.
2: He said, I'm just a girl in the world. That's all that I can be.
0: The gag is, the only reason I know who Tasha Kay is, is because of R. Kelly. <laughs> because she was the one that broke the news about... Um, What was the two girls that was living with him? Begin with an A. Them, them dolls.
2: Yeah. You hit me to who Tasha K was because if you are OG listener to this podcast, y'all know that we were surviving R. Kelly. It was about three episodes where he was fully in the hot topics and we could not stop.
0: And Tasha K was feeding a lot of that information because she had the end with the parents. And so the parents were telling her all this stuff about what R. Kelly was doing to their children. And I guess people started to feel safe about that. So then other parents and other victims, like adult women victims, were also coming to uh, to Tasha K to get their stories out. So all of the stories about, you know, him forcing people to eat body Mm -hmm. fluids and things like that. All of that came from Tasha Kay on her YouTube saying, I talked to the parent and the parent said. So that's how I know of who she is.
2: And as a byproduct of that, now I do too. And she's just been in the news since then for various allegations from different celebrities and her dealings with them or misgivings. And she probably deserves everything that's coming to her too, even though... I commend her for her journalism <laughs> when it came to the R. Kelly stuff. Yeah,
0: she was getting the root on the R. Kelly stuff. I'm, she was.
2: I will say she did a good thing otherwise. That. Yeah, but other than that, it's given she's also at Rikers. Um, but because of all of that now, I think it's finally coming to light that there may have been some bribes in place, whatever, and she is now getting sued by R. Kelly for that. In addition, this week, she also has done an interview with Will Smith's ex-assistant, and he's claiming that he walked in on Will Smith, basically getting done in the butt, so having anal sex with Dwayne Martin, uh, Taylor's oldest time, Beauty and the Beast. (laughs) We have been speculating that this was a thing, but this is the first time anybody has actually come out and said they witnessed or knew anything about it. So Will probably about to send a Westbrook letterhead to Tasha K office too. Subpoenas to follow. That's all I'm saying.
0: She picked the wrong one. Yeah. She picked the wrong one. She thought she had some shit with Cardi.
2: I also want to go on record and say that Libra's Love to prove the girls wrong.
0: Here you go with Libra,
2: <laughs> because Cardi B a Libra, Will Smith a Libra. I'm sure that this is not going to end well for Tasha K. She's not even really able to pay Cardi yet. Like she don't got no money like that.
0: I thought she was in Africa hiding from the allegations, but it looked like she back and back in full force.
2: Yeah this this is a, the most random of interviews. I don't even know what prompted her to talk to his ex assistant like.
0: And also, he got to feel like a loser.
2: For, like, why? Yeah. Because
0: I know Tasha K not paying him.
2: Oh, uh, well, he just talking for nothing.
0: No, but, like, what money do Tasha K got to pay him? None. So it's like, you're doing this for what? Like, what does he want out of it?
2: Daw is in debt. She owes Cardi millions,
0: and truzillions. <laughs> Like, I
2: just, I don't see it ending well for you, Tosh. I guess to lighten up high topics, I mean, but, well, (laughs) Andre 3000 has an album confirmed. He has also stated that there is a warning. It will be no bars. (laughs) He is not rapping on it. It is a full flute project. He going to be playing that instrument and y'all going to deal. Now, because of this, I am sending out my own personal subpoena because I didn't wait this long for new music from Andre for us to just get a wind ensemble. (laughs) I can't. I love three stacks, but this is a try. And he got Tyler, the creator, and Frank Ocean going on record talking about how good it's going to be. I'm sure that it will be, but I don't go see Kenny G live either. So, like... (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what he thought this was Small about to get girl, me.
0: I get it but
2: <laughs> like live for him and his accomplishments the music is great but I'm not necessarily a staunch supporter you know what I mean <laughs> I just thought that that was interesting somebody said <laughs> somebody said that we need to treat Andre 3000 the way that we treat Lauren Hill and I fell out
0: they said at least dogging up on a piece of stage <laughs> <laughs> from, our, from the cast page and I said yes because he do owe me a little bit of pink and blue
2: Okay. Let's kiss not fight. Trying to make something right tonight. Want love and uh, not war.
0: Uh, is Lizard on there or not?
2: Okay, cuz I would I would like a little piece of collab. Lizzo need a handout at this
0: point. Get your ass to jail. Cause you did that shit. I don't care what nobody say. There's no convincing me that Lizard did not do it. Do what they, they said she did. It seems within her personality. <laughs> Oh, my God. Do I not? Like, don't she seem like the kind of girl that would be like, yeah, let's go stick rocks on people's coochies. That seems like a Like it Like, it seems salacious to other people, but I was like, oh, yeah, she seems like that kind of girl. Down <laughs> yeah, to the Thailand, wearing them sex workers out.
2: <laughs>
0: <Allegedly>. <laughs> I don't need us to get litigated. We calling this show Allegedly.
2: Yeah, lizard vibe. So... <laughs> No, I just, because there, I mean, there's, there's new stuff that has come out about that too. They just refuted some more claims, dog. You're still in it. You got to go to court. Bye.
0: (laughs) And do it now.
2: They're not laying up off of their ass. They said, no, she did it. We want to see her on the stand.
0: I love it. I want it. People Uh, gotta pay for their crimes. What do they think this is?
2: This is not a democracy. It's a cheerocracy.
0: Like, shut up. What do people think this is? You cannot be out here just doing whatever you want to do at the expense of other people.
2: I really think that people think they get a little piece of access, a little touch of fame, a little semblance of power. And it just really shifts shit for them internally because I don't don't don't
0: like it. I don't want it. Everybody stop. Right, princess?
1: Exactly.
2: Does she chime in?
0: Princess at jail, everybody.
2: She's the a- <laughs> too. The cat has spoken.
0: <laughs> that is oh. funny.
2: That is funny. So we back on with concert tours. <laughs> we back going to see everybody again.
0: <laughs> oh, Nache tour. They canceled their shows and said, Site.
2: we back. This actually threw me for a loop because you know how I am. If work is not doing what it's supposed to do in the morning, I check my stuff. I reach out to my people. I say my piece. I go back to bed. I didn't know my phone was being blown up this morning about Tinashe because three chats was talking about it and I'm in here with the covers over my head because they cleaning my windows. Noisy. Can't wait to see her. I don't know what happened, though, because there was no announcement before this. There was no, hey, we're going to reschedule, like, blah, 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 because her and the shy girl shit didn't work out. She just up and going on tour by herself.
0: <laughs> and she should. She don't need nobody. She's Tinashe. <laughs> said, oh, my God, y'all. So I was talking to this boy yesterday, and we were talking about music. And we were talking about um, when we had got to the lyrics from, oh, Voice of Men doing just fine. We were talking about that song and how, like, down bad everybody in Voice of Men was. And I was like, in <laughs> my response after kind of wrapping up the combo, I was like, icon and musical genius, Tanase, also has a song like that. <laughs> I like, didn't even think about it. I just did it. And I looked back at the phone and I was like, yo, bitch, you're nuts. You love Tanache too much.
2: So, with, of course, Stephanie told me that she said this already, but I didn't have that context. Like, just that little piece of story makes it even funnier. Because what song are you talking about of Tanache's? Did
0: you notice? I'm just doing just fine. Did you notice?
2: <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not both. Both systems of no better. Oh my god! That song put me through stuff every time I listen to it. Listen, no matter what's going on in life,
0: it's like you're never here, and the tears have all dried. Did you notice? Did you notice me? me did you notice i've been doing okay don't even think about you every single day did you notice that is a gag that's that's (laughs) one of the most genius written songs in african-american history for her to have a whole song where she's like i moved on did you notice did you notice i don't think about you did you notice i don't care did you notice did you notice me that's everything. She's the doll. This is going to be
2: on our grid. Tenache, no, yes. Tenache, I don't understand whether you understand, but the way that you craft music and thought, it really be changing atmospheres. When I first heard No Better, yeah. I was like, Do you understand what she's doing right now? Like, it's like a movie. It's like swim fan. It's like, it's like theatrical. She's literally talking about how she's made all of these steps, took a stand, moved on, pooched by. (laughs) But she is checking to see if that nigga has seen her do it. That's really not moving on at all. But that is a feeling that people have, especially today in like the dawn of social media. They be checking on their exes and going to see what they doing down to the Instagram. They making fake accounts that they share with their girlfriends. They all got this burner joint. They be looking at all of these different niggas that they used to date. That, that is a fake. Oh, I don't have it, but I know girls who do. Oh. I thought that that was a normal thing. Girls will make a fake account and share it so that they can spy on people. Oh.
0: See, I be dealing with people that don't really got Instagram accounts because I'm smart.
2: Love that for you. I don't know what the other girls be doing, but maybe that should take a clue. Because when I found out that this was a thing, I was like, okay, y'all are crazy. <laughs> 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 but basically what you said, like, hey, I'm over here with a new guy. Do you see me? Hey, I'm over here. Not worried about you. Are you paying attention to that? That's crazy.
0: That is crazy. But she crafted it up. So-
2: eloquently like that song when i first heard i've I've never said it out loud that i've experienced that but i feel like there is a part of breakups where you could like fuck this i'm doing my own thing i got i got it together i'm good i don't care but then like say you see that person out and you want them to know that you are doing fine Mm. that is a feeling like i can't I can't just be all big and bad and act like I never even thought about that before. So that song did something.
0: I'm gagging because you definitely have me go on one of the old days Instagram to see what they're doing. <laughs> just now? Yeah, that's irritating.
2: <laughs> I don't do that. I, I really don't. Like I'm I either
0: do it, but you just maybe think about like, oh, let me see what Doll is up to. Doll is looking fab, looking great. Hair looks fab. What can I say?
2: Yeah, I mean. Cheers to doll. <laughs> Cheers to doll. <laughs> yeah, no, but no better is one of my favorite songs off of that album, and that is my favorite Tinashe album. So you threw me just now,
0: but you, <sighs> you caught it like it's like what I, how it's kind of the same song.
2: What's the boy cement song again? Doing just fine. I like Tinashe's better. Sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Predictable. <laughs> okay, so for anybody that's too young or um like not initiated, doing just fine is um a iconic song by Boys to Men. I mean, I know it was on the radio in Philly. I don't know if it was in the radio other places. Um, but the song is basically <laughs> the song is like the song starts. You are my earth, my number one priority. But then it was like. But you know we not together no more. It's cool. I'm doing fine. Getting along very well without you in my life. And in the background goes, "I don't need you in my life." But I, I'm doing just fine. But then at the end, Kanye be going off, and he be, <laughs> he said, "I ain't missing you at all. <laughs> I'm doing, I'm doing just fine, baby." <laughs> then the best part is when he be like i don't need you i don't need you and you like baby
2: yes you do apparently
0: badly mood.
2: there's something special about the Tanache one because she makes it plain <laughs> like we can infer with theirs that they're going off so bad because they still need the girl with tinashe she's like oh no i'm gonna tell y'all for sure like Did you notice? It's kind of creepy. Like, I love that song. I love that song. I think that it just, mm. she be making me relate to stuff that I didn't know was relatable.
0: And that you don't be wanting to relate to. You be like, oh.
2: Right. Because, of course, I'm not as crazy as that song is, but I definitely have, the thought has crossed my mind. Like, at the time of, you know?
0: (laughs) Come on, at the time of.
2: When musicians can make you more human than you think you are, Ooh. a power.
0: Oh, a power. that was a word. Okay.
2: And Tinashe does that sometimes for me.
0: Well, that happens when you're a doll world.
2: <laughs> we, again, Tangina, we go to see Tinashe. That's why we went off just now. <laughs> we got tickets, y'all. <laughs> I'll be in Billy. Shit. And we're going to see Aaron, Aaron, but
0: I'm going to, feel like, sorry.
2: Well, he's not coming no more here until March anyway.
0: Oh, right, right, right. Because the tour was supposed to be this month, y'all. And then he was like, Arne. it was supposed to be this week. Yeah. But then he canceled. He canceled. We were gagging. But then Muse was still able to go in DC, but then they canceled DC. So we were mm-hmm. gagging again.
1: Again.
0: But then he regagged us with new. 2024 dates, and so actually I probably probably get the tickets today because I'm taking. So
2: apparently they just are going to um like if you already got tickets you'll just go to the new show. Oh chic! But le- I should probably reread that email just to make yeah, sure because you know it might me. have refunded
0: you no shade doll. Right,
2: it'll be me to gag at the fact that I got money back. Um,
0: it'd be at the show thinking you got a ticket.
2: Right, real mad. Like Aaron, <laughs> let me in.
0: <laughs> Ooh, why so serious? throw <laughs> no, that note,
2: Right. We've been yapping and tapping. It's time for a break, Yana. <laughs> really excited about our guest today. We're so big in London.
0: We're oh so God. big in London. We are the UK. We are the EU.
2: We are the UK. It's crazy.
0: You know, that's what the UK stands for. EU stands for everything is us. Oh. <laughs> there he is. <laughs>
2: Let's take a break. Should we get a TikTok? I guess. Do we have to get a TikTok? I guess we can get a
0: little TikTok.
2: Because that what the people want? I guess we can get a little TikTok. All right, all right, all right. We on TikTok.
0: Yo, we got a TikTok. <laughs> the site is a black podcast. Oh, that's the intro. Darling... Follow
2: the page.
0: Yeah, follow us. Stop Every time you do that and then you say it, it'd be like,
2: uh huh. Good, 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 Touch. You know, I think I am a Mario, so that's on brand.
0: I'm crying. Oh my God. Shut up, everybody. We have a special guest today on the cast. No. Listen, we have been wanting to, like, have more co-hosts down to the show. We've been, you know, having the, you know, business professional dolls. But, like, we know that so many people that, like, listen to the cast are also our Twitter mutuals that we learn so much from, from y'all tweets, from everything that y'all are putting out around RB. and it's time that we get more of the co-hosts on the cast. So we are getting that started. We are so excited, to have Jamal. Y'all know we be saying we so big in the UK. We're not lying. <laughs> we're not lying. <laughs> it's our it is not a lie. That we are big in the UK.
3: Big in the UK. Yeah, There's a
2: billboard outside
3: my window. <laughs> you
2: it.
0: just can't
3: see
2: it. The <laughs> <light>. okay? internationally <laughs> known on the microphone.
0: Not only is Jamal just like super, super like well-versed in music, but also in pop culture, the references are so deep like it's given very much (laughs) if you know you know black culture vibes over down to the twitter Uh and the editor creator of the taste magazine which we're so excited to talk about today because y'all need to tap in and like check in on all the artists that y'all may have missed um in 2022 um because it's supposed to be a new year so um we're so excited to have you jamal you want to give like your professionals i know some people like to do their professional credentials Besides
1: me being like, I love
3: following them, they fun. Right. Um, I don't even know what to say about myself, but like, I guess just the background about me is my main field is graphic design. So that's always the kind of angle I'm coming from. I'm coming from aesthetics. I'm coming from, like, how does the campaigns of things look? What's the thinking and the rationale behind everything? That's very much my headspace when I look at almost anything. But... I think that's really it. I, I'm still trying to figure out what I'm doing in life. So that's all I can tell you. Design, that pays the bills. And we're figuring out the rest still.
0: I mean, you young. So let me tell you. You going to be in your 30s still being like, what? I
2: was about to say, figuring it out doesn't end. <laughs> oh.
0: So get ready, <laughs> doll.
3: I'm <laughs> strapped in. <laughs>
2: Oh, nice seat seatbelts, everybody. The fast and the furious. Shut
0: <laughs> up.
2: I'm, sorry. I'm sorry.
0: And it's early. I'm sorry. I know. you never be up. And again, we also want to thank you for taking the time to do this because it's giving time zone difference. You well, know it's not that bad, though. It's all right. Okay. Okay. You we know, are
2: right. about the downfall of Daylight Savings because mm-hmm. it's just my downfall, but I'm over it. I am you not. You got
0: an extra hour of sleep. How you over it?
2: but then I wake up at 7.30 and I'm like, all right, by 12, my day should be over, right? <laughs> it's too much. I do not like waking up that early.
0: This might be a dumb question, but do y'all do um daylight savings in the UK, EU?
3: Yeah. So we got do we get the extra hour? I think <laughs> we got the extra hour as well. Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: Because
3: okay, okay. some fight. states like no.
0: Some states in America is very much like y'all not getting daylight savings.
3: I, really? I would should. love that. Yeah, I think we should end it. We should. Mm, we don't. We don't need that anymore.
0: It's, it, like, passed in, in the Senate, but not in the House or something like that. Y'all know, I don't know the, the politics like this. <laughs> but I know it passed in one important place, but not in the other important place. Mm. So that's why we still, across the country, most of us still have
2: it. In my mind, it's weird that if everyone is not doing it, that it still exists. Like, right. or how are some places exempt and we over here looking like Boo-Boo D. People
0: do what they want to do. You know how they go.
2: Fair. We're supposed to be talking about music. I'm sorry. Sorry. (laughs) I'm over here struggling because it's Daylight Savings, and we need to talk about everything but. (laughs) So we already spoke a little bit about Taste Mag. I personally wanted to know, like, what was the thought process inception beginnings of like for you to start this journey in this endeavor
3: so um original concept for everything started like way back in 2018 so i was like doing a, I think it was like an internship like i took a year out of college university to do an internship and like three months in i just got really bored Mm -hmm. so instead of doing the work I was supposed to be doing I was like well what else can I do I started doing like a little magazine thing and I wasn't specifically focusing on R&B back then it was kind of just everything that I was listening to so I remember I reviewed like the Queen album I talked about the whole good music rollout thing Mm -hmm. um what else happened that Scorpion album as well I spoke about like a bunch of different things in there and put it out and I got like a really good response everyone was like oh this is really cool like make this a thing and I think obviously go back to university less time it kind of just all started to pile on become extra work and then I got the chance to dip back into it again properly in like two years after around 2020 time and that's when I was like I've always been heavy R&B but that's when I was like invested 2020 and I feel like 2019 2020, 2021, like those years were so good for R&B. And I was so deep in it that I was like, no, the magazine has to be only about this. Like, mm-hmm. there's enough people talking about rap. It's enough, all of that going on. We don't really need more voices doing that. We need it on the R&B. And that's when I decided to just like, dive in and just go for it. I'm out to dive in. Oh! I
2: talk about that
0: man. Oh, sorry. <laughs> So um, let's kind of take it way, way, way back. What were you, like, listening to in your more formative years? Because I feel like mm-hmm. for you to be the age you are, you have such a wide range of musical knowledge. So, like, what was kind of your formative music that you were listening to that kind of got you to this point?
3: Okay, so I always say the first four albums I remember are Destiny's Shop Survivor, Ooh. Khalees Tasty, Brandy Aphrodisiac and um, Beyonce solo album, Self, like, self-titled. Those were like, in terms of a CD that I put in, played top to bottom, repeat, repeat, repeat. Those were the first four. But I've always like growing up been music. All my earliest memories are music. If it's like in front of the TV, watching a music video. And at that time it was all, for some reason, it was still just all 90s throwbacks, you know? Mm. So like that is heavy what I kind of got into. And then I had, like, my sister, she's 10 years older than me, so I was taking in what mm. she was listening to. Mm-hmm. And she was listening to R&B. She was listening to, um... A lot of stuff. She was listening to, like, screamo music. Like, you know how, like, Jada Pinkett had that? She was in the band doing all the screamo mm. shit. I knew about that because of my sister, but, like, mm.
1: what, what business did
3: I have knowing that? Or I wasn't <laughs> listening to it, but right. I just had that in there, like... And then... My family background is like half Caribbean, half African, but I'm tapped into the Caribbean side, so I've listened to that constantly as well—dancehall, soca, reggae music, all those kind of vibes as well. So I've just like I've always had a different thing coming mm. in from a different end, and that's kind of just what was informing me when I was growing up.
1: That's
3: like
0: we talked about this like lightly a few months ago, but just to kind of share with the folks now, so we can talk more in depth about it too. What do you feel like is quintessential Black UK music? Oh, it's
3: it's such a difficult question because even when you sent that to me, I would literally pause and I was like thrown for a loop because I was like, "Hold on, what is it?" But I think what it comes down to is black people in the UK we haven't really been a big thing. We all came, like, our grandparents came in the 60s. So we all mostly came from the Caribbean at first. So whatever we were coming up with was kind of like a homogenization of that kind of culture. Mm. So we kind of get to, like, late 90s, um, early noughties, where there's a lot of, like, gram music is, like, coming up. And... Um, just like different kind of UK rap styles, but they're all heavily influenced by Caribbean culture. Even like the way we're talking, the way our slang to this day is still heavily influenced by that and that migration of people. So I think it it was kind of that. And then in turn, in waves come, we've had like the last 10 or so years of being heavily influenced by African culture, just by Mm -hmm. that next migration of people. But I do feel like we didn't get I don't know how to say it properly, but like we didn't get our own kind of concrete thing. If you get what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because we've had so much influences and now we're in this kind of space where everything is everything and everything is everywhere. You know what I mean? That kind of like globalization. So Mm -hmm. I feel like what could have grown and cultivated to be our own thing kind of is gone now. Like the the cutoff point for that to happen is gone does that make
1: sense Mm -hmm. yeah it's
3: it's a weird thing to try and like um wrap my head around and I think as well because a lot of it happened while I was young or all those early stages was I was a child
1: I'm not kind of I know I
3: don't have the full grasp on everything that happened and everything that's gone on but to me that's what I kind of see
2: that makes sense to me because even if we think about some of like our favorite artists that come from there there's always a big push for them to cross over and make it in America, mm. that kind of takes away from the experience that they might have had if they stayed there or became more of a thing on that side of the pond a little bit longer. This is yeah. really
0: And I feel like for me, I used to, if I somebody were to ask me a question, I would used to say that it was like the kind of Amy winehouse sound because like Vivi Brown kind of did that. Leanne sort of was like the next kind of, like the little sister of it. So i used mm. to feel like old school soul was like the uk sound but then the more like i'm starting to learn about other artists i'm like they wasn't singing the black ones really the well not saying my girls not black <laughs> you know what i mean the 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 more like local i guess the ones that didn't make it across were not making that kind of music yeah. mm. so i was like okay well maybe that wasn't the the uk sound
1: yeah.
3: yeah i think it's just always been a giant melting pot and there's like mm. if you put down some things there's uh it pulls from everywhere like i think like Cleo soul is an example
1: mm. you,
3: you hear she's pulling from just traditional r&b that comes from the u.s but then if you listen to some stuff you hear she's pulling from the caribbean you can hear she's like pulling from like reggae and lovers rock and you can hear like all those kind of different elements and i think that's why i think that is what kind of makes the unique sound. It is that it is so many things. Mm. But where it kinda you get to lose it, I think where it is where it's probably going to get lost is that is what people grew up in versus now it's just gonna be what people are surrounded by, if that makes sense.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. a good picture. That's crazy. The internet really like put everybody together, even though we're still so far apart. It's crazy. Mm-hmm.
0: And in some ways that's good. And sometimes I hate it because I know I, when I went to London a, a few years ago, I was like expecting to be like blown away by how different things were. But I was like, oh, child, y'all listening to the same exact stuff we listening to. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean it was this. Some people I came across like Tenny Tink that was same. like, I had no idea about. But it was shocking to me how, like, even because I was like on a, a, U- a UK, I mean, a EU world tour, because I had friends that just was moving around Europe. And I said, Well, child, let me get a flight and sleep on your couch. So I was like in Berlin, I was in Paris, and then I was in London, and I was somewhere else. And like, the music was the same everywhere I went. And I was shocked because I was expecting to get a different vibe musically. Mm-hmm. Or even culturally, like, then, you know, each other. But it was so, 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 so much overlap. And kind like yeah. of, like, other other culture.
3: Yeah. I think as well, because we are not, like, a big majority, we're all in small pockets. Mm. So, like, even if you wanted to come here and find, like, an authentic Caribbean, an authentic British Caribbean vibe, you'd have to, like, know someone. Mm-hmm. And then, not even just know someone, know someone who is really in that culture
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and
3: that's how you would kind of be so get into those kind of crowds and those kind of scenes but it's
2: It's because i feel this i feel the same way about just different cities in the u.s Mm. it's like certain places we were talking about this yesterday like i'm from dc you don't really experience native dc people that much when you come visit move whatever because everything Mm -hmm. is kind of like ventrified and transplant based and like if you know someone you know someone and it's interesting mm-hmm. that it's the same over there even just like culture wise if you want a specific type of vibe you got to know someone that's on like that fringe of mm-hmm. this society or whatever so I guess Stephanie's point that's a good thing and a bad thing too yeah mm-hmm. I'm gonna find a oh. way to no DC bye
0: always <laughs> I was like you have it <laughs> So, what are some artists that you feel like uh, that are from the UK that, or or even in the EU? Because I feel like there's like a lot of French R&B girls coming out now too. That you think people need to be doing, or and need to know about.
3: The biggest one that I'm just obsessed with right now is Coltrane. Oh. I wrote him about him a bit in the magazine. He is just like I don't know how to explain it. His music is so specific but so universal at the same time. I just feel like it's something that can go on radio anyone could be listening to this anyone could love this like it it doesn't feel like it's restricted by anything Mm -hmm. and it's like vocals are amazing the writing is amazing it feels like I feel like Frank Ocean has a lot of children but when they write they Mm -hmm. make sense Mm -hmm. if you Mm -hmm. get what I mean when I say that like Mm -hmm. it's not so (laughs) it's not so abstract like Mm -hmm. you're saying this and I get it Frank is a little bit more i will ride with you until I Mm -hmm. pick it up two years later. But um, yeah, like, Coltrane kind of has that kind of vibe to him. Um, Who else is out here? There's some singers like Bella is a good one. Um, She had her big song. Her big song was like Evil Eye. I don't know if that one kind of crossed over. It had Mm -hmm. a little bit of a Afro-swing vibe to it. But she's another one. She's really good. Um, I went to one of her live shows. I think it was it might have been this time last year. And she's great at, like, translating her music into a different way. So you know how, like, Doja Cat did the um, say-so and then she kind of did, yeah. did it at an award show. Mm-hmm. And it was like, did it have, like, a rock sound or something like that?
1: Mm-hmm. She thought yeah. she
3: was. She... Revanescence. Mm-hmm. Bella kind of man- does that as well with her music. In, if you listen to her last EP, some of it has sounds a bit rock-tinged, but then when she took it to the stage, she pushed it that bit further. And it's like things like that that she's doing is really cool. Um, those are the first two that come into my head. I'm, I know my mind's gone blank. I need to like look at my phone, but.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> this an entire section inside of The Taste where you can find out about these new artists. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. so I can really get into them if I just go to the Get Into Them section. I love
1: that. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> come on, Get Into Them section. <laughs>
2: get into it, yeah. A song, first of all.
0: So should we slide into the taste because the segments are good and there's much to mm-hmm. discuss.
2: Is yes. Okay. Let's
0: go for it. Let's start
1: with men are fine, cause R. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the only reason I want to start there is because it's a shout out to our doll friend to the cast, Sergio, um, and referencing his album Before It's Too Late, which we love. My God. Um so, and he's fine. And the album is good.
1: <laughs> All truth.
0: Do I lie? Bye. But tell us about um Loren Wong, because I did not know about him before.
3: Oh, Loren. I think I randomly, like, you know, sometimes something comes on a little bit on shuffle and you're just like, wait, what is this? Mm-hmm. I was like, I think it was a 2019 song. It was called like, Ride Out or something like that. And it just came on, and I was like, oh, this is a vibe. And I looked on the cover, and I was like,
1: oh, he's cute.
3: (laughs) Like, the boys are getting cute again. So I always, like, saved that. And then I think just forgot about him naturally. And then he came out again with not this last EP, but the one before that. I can't remember what the name is right now. But the songs on it, to me, are just so good. He's just, he has a really, like, I don't even know what to call it like, the instrumentation, and he's just, like, a really good, like, the songs feel the mind, my mind is gone. You know, when something feels like it's live?
1: Mm, mm-hmm.
3: It, he has that kind of vibe to him, and it's just, like, it's such a, a soulful voice, but it's, like, really soft and delicate. Like, it really feels like... He feels like he's talking you through it when he's singing mm-hmm. songs. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I just really, like... I don't know what it is. I put it on I put his music on and I'm just like everyone mm. shut up. Like this is <laughs> what I need to hear right now. I think when I wrote about it as well, um I was like Gasm's, like that is what it gives. <laughs> that smokey album. If Lorraine has to have a name for his music, it is Gasms. Like it just gives that. I mean, I
0: guess it was like Smokey Robinson album.
2: <laughs> that was so weird to me, because elderly. <laughs> but
0: Leslie,
2: I need to sit down, Paige. Leroy also used to be a big thing in the football world, too.
1: Yeah.
2: So that was where I first came into, like, I think it's very interesting when sports players, whether it be college or NFL, actually fold over into a second life or a second career and are taken seriously. So him becoming more of a thing, on my side of the internet as a musician, even though he had this past in sports, was very, very interesting to me. And, like, also informed find because football, yeah.
0: informed find is crazy. <laughs> but, he, yeah,
3: when I was, like, searching about him as well, I was learning so much. Like, he had that sports background, but then he's also, like, had an art background, which is crazy.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And then,
3: like, he'd been doing music from a young age. Um... I'm never going to be able to say this word properly. Like, is it philharmonic? Mm-hmm. Okay, there, that. <laughs> um, <laughs> his granddad was, like, a part of that and was, like, teaching him how to play instruments from a young age, things like that. So it's like, he has such a rich background and it's, like, it comes through in the choices that he makes in his music and the way he does mm-hmm. everything. It's why he sounds like he knows what he's doing because he does.
2: Yeah. Multifaceted individuals. I like that in my men. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And also um highlighted in this section is R and Ray and his Hello Poison project. I feel like we've been like mm. inundating the listeners with R and Ray, but like he's Doll World. Like what, what do y'all want?
2: He is there, bro, and I don't know how to say his name. It could be Aaron. I'ma keep saying R <laughs> <laughs> How
0: about that?
2: Say it right for us. Sing Nelly I... Don't know if I'm ever gonna be over Aaron, Aaron, Ray. Um, so I was glad that he was highlighted in this too, because Hello Poison was mm-hmm. a big deal for me.
4: It
0: was well, I'm too serious? Bad. Okay.
2: <laughs>
0: That's my song.
2: I bought tickets to the phases tour today. Like I'm pressed.
0: Yeah, the Philly show got canceled, so I'm now a mess in distress and need to figure out the rest. I'm upset. No. This is giving mm-hmm. a real warfare at this point. But you also have been having ticket issues or this year, getting like shows. I know all of us have been complaining. The president has spoken out about, you know, trying to help us out. But it seems like also for y'all is having a hard time with these tickets. Also, what is going on?
1: Yeah.
3: It's crazy. I don't know. And I feel like as well, everyone decided to just go out on tour this year, but it's
2: like
0: everyone. And the the, is you know, okay, not going it right now. Door.
2: Everybody needs to sit down, actually, me included. <laughs> like i
0: feel like and let me know where y'all sit with this i feel like there are indeed too many artists going on tour and i feel like there are artists that are going on a solo tours that could be group friends and family tours
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. like why are all y'all going out by yourself because the old head Parents' generation, they will go to a show. They've always this is like historically been their thing. They'll go to a show. It'll be five X going off. Mm-hmm. Why can't? And the thing is, if you on an individual tour, if your tickets don't sell as well, it's just you. You're incurring. Like I didn't realize how expensive it is for artists to tour. Like they have to pay for all of that. Like in mm. an article Victoria Monet was like, she still hasn't really gotten to a point where her tours are super, super profitable for her.
4: Mm-hmm. So it's
0: like, not saying this about Victoria, because she did have the, the you know, the girls who are not brand new. Because I think I like that she did that, that. she had girls that people know that could also help sell a ticket. Yeah. Why are these artists not grouping up and doing a group tour? Like I loved when, um this wasn't a tour, but it should have been when Jasmine, I think it was Jasmine, Ella May, and Queen Nyjah all did a show together. Yeah, um, in Atlantic mm. City, like I want to see tours like that. Specifically, I would love to see R&R, Ray, Lucky, and Kenyon on a show together.
2: Oh, I would pass out.
0: Like everybody get together, have a talk. Everybody put your egos to the side and let's do a show. It's
2: the mm. egos to the side piece. I think I was about to say everybody want to be grand. Everybody <laughs> want their own spotlight. I appreciated what Tinashe was trying to do by going on tour with Shy Girl, and then that mm-hmm. just did- pan out because a lot of Tinashe fans were going to be opening up to um, the Shy Girls side of the world and like their music kind of plays on each other so it would have it made sense but mm-hmm. I also was on the side of well I don't really listen to Shy girl, so why would I go but then I was open to it so it would have been nice but it just didn't work out more people definitely need to do that
3: mm-hmm. I think and- especially like when they're coming here as well like recently there was I think Josh Levi dylan sinclair and john vinyl all came i think different venues and they were all just in the space of a couple weeks of each other but in my head i was like
2: that's one show
3: at one show would just make so much sense and you'd have the same crowd there bigger like Mm -hmm. it's just especially coming out here as well i feel like a lot of people don't want to come because i get it. it's probably is extra cost you gotta come to a whole nother country but it's like If you do come in those groups, it's going to make it so much easier for us. And we are going to show out because I know amongst us over in London, it's like, we don't know when the next time someone's coming is. So (laughs) if you say you're here, we are buying that ticket and we're going to make our way there. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. I don't think I've realized how expensive it really could be on the artists themselves but mm. uh, last episode was talking about how I went to see Tamar and Candice opened up for her from Real Housewives of Potomac. She said she spent over six figures of her own money, or towards six figures of her own money, for her most recent tour. And Doll didn't go everywhere. And Doll don't have a band. Mm. And Doll only got two dancers. And Doll probably used the glam from the show. So it's like it's not in my mind. It shouldn't be that expensive for you, and you still had to dish out that level of your own income. Mm. That's crazy. Mm. Mm. Like your
0: and show, all stuff you got to move around like you got to move the, the equipment around. If you want to have a new outfit, every, you know, show, um, you got your whole team moving around with you. You got to pay everybody. You got to, you know, in some places you might have to pay like extra for like the light people and stuff like that. Like it's so it expensive is. Mm. and I, one thing I've learned is group projects save you money
2: yeah, they do. I'm still trying to figure out how much it costs for Beyonce to ship that clam worldwide. Listen, tour because that I
0: would pay money to know how much it costs to move shit around for that show.
2: The budget mm. was bottomless. I'm gonna keep saying that it had to. Be.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the budget was
2: bottomless.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seriously. Um. <laughs> uh,
0: okay, back to the taste if you <laughs> want to taste what you bring to the plate now okay let's run through some of the top albums from 2022 that you highlighted in the taste because i feel like Music outside was- of it and, and maybe not even out this album might have not done as well as i think it did just my because of one song i feel like a lot of these projects were underrated so <laughs> let's start off brave Lene, cosmos
2: is anybody else stressed out or is it just me?
0: I mean, you and all both late fell out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: all I can say for that album is worth the wait. Yes. Ooh. Worth the wait. To get something that well-crafted and put together, like every song made sense. Nothing on that album didn't need to be there to me. Everything made sense. Yep. It was worth the wait. And how long was that wait? Like Eight years.
0: Yeah, and then she never really had a full, that was her first full album. She was doing Our a little here and there with a little
2: piece of EP, but, mm. yeah. That's she why had some cool weight in the in, the, in the room with a own child. It was a situation trying to get tickets to her show, and I wasn't one of the lucky numbers. Like, because she waited so long to come out, and it was so good, everybody was at that show. Mm.
0: Mm. Sad, because Philly ain't, ain't she ain't come to philly i'm sick of everybody not coming to philly and i'm not gonna say it no more 2024 y'all need to have y'all butts in philadelphia also somebody didn't come to philadelphia steve lacy or oh, maybe he did no he did he did he did <laughs> 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 we definitely talked about those tickets
2: we missed being able to see him in both of our cities respectively so we went to see him when he did what we saying everybody should do and got the girls together on a group tour
0: And got the girls together for a cute group tour. But Mm. yeah, Steve Lacey. I feel like the album, so much of the album was put on one song. But top to bottom, stellar project.
3: Yeah. And he translated it well live. I managed to get to see him. Like, literally, I think the week before I got an email, extra tickets. And I had to just run and grab them. But that show, like, it, it was perfect. But the crowd, I was literally surrounded by, like, 14-year-olds. I was, like, elbows out. I'm taller than all of you. Someone's going to get something. Because it was too much. (laughs) If I had known it was going to be that bad, I just would have done seated. Mm. But I was like, that's Steve. I want to be close. I'm going to touch him. Mm. But the crowd was horrible. Like, I think, like, out of every show I've ever been to, that was the worst crowd, just because of how young everyone was. Ooh. Like, people were there with their parents. I was like, this... Mm. I don't like that.
0: Yeah, I... When he did his little festival with Toro Yimua and James Blake and Fouché, it was definitely a teen dream. The girls behind us thought they was our friends, and we're like, how old are y'all? And they were like, 17. We're not your friends. <laughs> that actually give us chaperone. Now, we put that lot with lot that of- little girl... Little grandma. Gotta say it like Mary.
2: (laughs) Salt Lake City is unhinged. Yeah.
0: Oh, show.
2: We we were definitely the elders of the crowd. It gave very much so high school dance. But once I ignored them, I had fun. And it was outside, so it was Mm -hmm. a little different. If it was in close quarters, I probably would have had to jump on somebody.
3: (laughs) Too much. Too much. I can still see that faces in my head that I wanted to...
2: (laughs) When you talk about top to bottom, though, like, literally just looking at this track list and everything was a hit.
0: Everything mm. was a hit.
2: Cody freestyle me. And then, like, ending <sighs> with Give You the World.
0: <sighs> yeah.
3: Oh, that was yeah. so perfect. Yeah. Give You the it's World. Really, like, it reminds me of Heat Waves.
1: Mm. Mm.
3: Like, I could just hear that. Like, that is the vibe it gives me.
2: He also knew how to stretch this project, too, because a video for Helmet came out this year, like, not that that long ago, maybe a few months ago.
0: Mm. I didn't even realize it.
1: See? Yeah,
3: and it was a cute video as well.
0: I I didn't know. It was just a
3: little far away.
2: He has this, like, mechanical, like, industrial, it looks like an art piece, but it's a vinyl player on his wall, and I was looking for it from the video because I want (laughs) one.
3: I think it was for like, was it for the one year anniversary, two year anniversary? Is it
2: one or two years? One, but one. I don't. Why did I say that? I, I think it was for the anniversary. It was good. It was good though. And I was like, oh, look at, and it was after we had seen him live. So I was like, wow, he's still pushing the album. I love that. Because mm-hmm. Bad Habit, Followed by Sunshine, that was enough, honestly. Yeah. To <laughs> take That's a. great. Yeah.
0: I'm watching a video while we're talking.
2: While y'all talking, he
0: looks great.
2: He does.
0: What's he like to look great? Yeah. And the thing I'm, is, he just got jeans on, but yeah. he just looks great all the time.
2: He recently was pictured with Donald Glover and.
0: Oh, I seen. I seen it.
2: I need to know what's about to happen. When was that?
0: It was recently, like, maybe last week I seen it. Well, I yeah. seen the picture, I think, like, last oh. week. Last
2: week. And I'm trying to figure out what y'all doing, because y'all know how I feel about Donald Glover. And Gaytron can do no wrong. And now, Steve <laughs> is in a class of his own as well in my books. So I'm just like, give it here.
0: Yeah, this video Ooh. looked good. People don't care about how stuff look no more.
2: Mm-mm.
0: And that's why I appreciate what the taste, too. It's just like, the way you crafted it visually.
1: Looks so Just
0: really beautiful like even how you're doing in 2022 like it just flows or how you have like you'll give an article but then you'll make a playlist out of who you talked about like it just was like very very well done um okay next up let's talk lucky day candy drip
2: well you oh. know how stephanie feel about this she would talking about it
3: it took me a really long time to get into the album though i don't know what it was mm. it, i think i just it's that thing, you guys have mentioned it before on the pod, like you have to be in the space for a new album. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like an album misses the window and I'm like, oh, it's gone now. Mm-hmm. And it took me so long to finally come back. And when I finally did, I was like, why did I wait so long? <laughs> Cherry Forest.
0: Cherry <laughs> Forest.
3: Why did I wait so long? Questions is, yeah. is that your favorite song
0: on the album?
3: I think that is my favorite one. Let me like, look through one more time. I think Tra is That's
2: it for a me. Because
0: you referenced it in one of the um in one of the playlists for sure. Mm. So it's I definitely up to you.
2: So after the Men Are fine section, there's a build a man playlist.
0: I live for that.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no K <okay>, Michelle.
2: <laughs> you I was oh. in the K Michelle intro at the beginning,
3: but I was like, too much, too much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> And what do you think about the new single? The new era is on its way. What I haven't heard it yet.
3: Uh, um, the one with, Bruno, with Bruno. Yes. First I haven't, I haven't listened to
0: <sighs> Well, i will tell you this. For whatever reason, they took the um, five-minute version down off streaming, so you got to go on YouTube to hear the full five minutes. Okay. Because so okay. they had the full five minutes up when it first dropped, and then Everybody woke up the next day thinking they was gonna get five minutes and what we really got was four minutes. So oh. the day ones are currently revolting. They've been yelling in the um <laughs> in the day one community page on uh Twitter. So and D Mile be in there like it's his full time job. So hopefully um the the protests will prove to um to be uh effective.
3: Mm, it will we <laughs> come back a like extended version.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. because we need that full five Because even Muse was like, Oh, I didn't hear this part. And I was like, Oh yeah, because you listen to it after they And it's
2: weird it. because you know how songs will have a video version and then like the LP version, the video mm. version cuts off the part that I wanted to hear from the extended. So it was like, Oh, I would've no. never heard. Mm-hmm. That's weird. There is it. Oh. Very. I have thoughts. Oh, share them. <laughs> <laughs> I think that everybody is trying to make palatable and like snackable music. So Mm. we've complained a lot on here about songs just being too short or albums having too many songs and still capping at like 30 minutes. And I'm just Mm. like, how do I get through 25 songs that fast? Right. I think that in the era of we got to push, push, push so that we could get the streaming numbers. People are sacrificing and cutting out portions of songs that we might go up about, um, unbeknownst to us like if that video was the only thing that i saw i never pressed play on the song actually or like a spotify or apple music or something like that i wouldn't even know that there were two different timestamps at all it just goes to kind of prove what i've been thinking this whole time anyway they're trying to make sure that it's palatable for streaming mm-hmm. you know and they make everything fast and stick
1: right
0: <clears throat> which sucks because then you miss out on the artistry you know what i mean mm mm-hmm. Um, okay, you also have, um, our girl India Sean's album (sighs) on here as well. Um, we love India, we gush about her all the time, but we'd love to hear you talk about why you felt this album had to be included in the taste.
3: Um, I think just again, another top to bottom album, but to me, it was the story and the journey. Like, it just, it made sense. It wasn't something that you it it takes a while to get when you play that album the first time and you're like oh i know exactly what you're talking about i've been through parts of this or you can see where you are in that stage mm-hmm. of that journey in the album and it's just i feel like it was a really great message but i like when a message isn't a message mm-hmm. do you know what i mean
2: it's not heavy-handed exactly
3: yeah. she just sang through her story or her the journey that she wanted to tell and it didn't feel, pre- it, it wasn't too on the nose. It wasn't too preachy. It was very much mm. just raw feelings put out on into the music.
0: I love that. I love um, Also, you have our girl Leia on here. Is her own start. Hello project.
2: Oh my God.
3: That project to me was like, oh, I think what it was that really got me is how self made she was. Mm. Like, she was doing her own design, she was doing her own video directing she was doing parts of the production, the writing by herself until she got a team. And then she got the like label funding to put it all, repackage it all again as a little EP album. But that really blew me away when I really dived in and I said, oh, she made that video herself. Like she, Mm -hmm. I think she was saying in the pandemic, obviously it was like, um, she was gonna go and get all the budget and do all of that. And then I think her dad or someone told her like, you you can't do that, like, figure it out. Do you know what I mean? She got the green screen, she taught herself Photoshop, she taught herself how to do all those things and just made it work. But then I also think, like, it shows how much of an artist she is and it shows mm-hmm. that she's a visionary because everyone can't do that. No matter how talented you are in all those areas, not everyone can pull together a project, pull together a music video on their, off their own back. It's Mm -hmm. just, it's not happening. And that's why I feel like she is going to just go clear. There's no way she can't.
2: I don't know if you guys saw, but when she dropped her most recent project, she was on Instagram, like, crying at the response because everybody was saying it was doing so well. And I think that she had higher numbers than she ever had before from her first project versus this one. So she just, like, broke down. It was very, like heartwarming and heartfelt and, like, nice to see her just be so grateful and thankful because she did put a lot of work into it doing mm. it all. I'm happy for Leia. Another one who I don't yeah. know. my or Leia.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> and and I, I love that you talked about, like, her visuals because, again, like, visuals are not that important to people anymore, but she is really like, raising the bar in terms mm. of what your visuals can look like as an independent artist because a lot of girls,
3: yeah.
0: you know, me in a room with a Uh, uh, a little Deanna Lawson background and a little, you know, walking around the room. But like, she really, even her, and the thing is, it doesn't turn off. It's like she's a method actor. Whenever you see her, she's never looking like she's um, Mm off-duty. Yeah. Like, the aesthetic carries into everything she do. Every picture she take, everything she puts on her Instagram, like, she is in full geesh. And I Mm -hmm. love that about her. Like, we haven't seen a girl give I'm on stage all the time, since so probably gay. Yeah.
1: Da-da. Da-da. Mm.
0: And I love that about her. Like, give us, give us performance again. Like yeah. you know, I don't fight too regular. I don't want to see you looking off duty ever. You are a celebrity.
2: And mm. she really is method when it comes to stage performance as well. Like, whatever this character is that's in all of her videos, that is the girl that you see on stage like it's very a nanny named friend like she's got big scarves and big hair a lot of different patterns she's like pulling stuff up out of this big huge barney bag like she just she acts like that person Mm. and i would like to see that even in her visualizers it's just kooky like what are you doing sailor moon i love
0: the sailor moon shout out to Corey. that is really his song Um, and then lastly, um, you highlight, um, Ella May's album, which I Mm. feel went so under the radar. That's why I saved it for last because I really would love for you to just let people know why they need to go back and listen to that damn album.
3: Like, it's just, I think it's just the growth. The growth between this album and the first album is, like, plain as day. Like, from what she's singing about, how she's singing it, like, to the constructive criticism of taking out all the talk, talk, talking and letting someone else do it, bringing Kurt Franklin in to do it mm. and having, like, doing all the transitions, having Mary J. Blige be your spirit guide on the album. Yeah.
0: Like, I love all more. the
3: choices that she made just showed, like, okay, this is what we did now. I'm going to take time out because she took, like, what, four years? Mm-hmm. Do that whole live a bit, get something to really sing about. And she came back and gave it to us. And I think I do have a bit of beef with her because oh. she has left the UK alone.
0: We yeah, didn't get one run. show. No.
1: We mm. did not get a
3: single show oh. for the whole album. Nothing.
1: What? And I get it,
3: I get it, but we didn't get nothing from her. I was like, did I miss it? I kept going back like, hold on, hold on. No, because I know she did um, I think she did her own shows in the US and then she was touring mm-hmm. with Mary J. Blige, right? Mm-hmm. After that, silence.
0: Wow. I did not know she paid the nation like that.
1: <laughs> mm.
3: But it's like, it's a it's a thing. I feel like R&B artists over here, they know there's no infrastructure here for them. There's nothing for mm. them to go promote on. There's nothing for them to to boost them. And mm. I feel like once you make it over in the US, like, why would you come back? Mm. You know, like, you're not going to be appreciated in the same way. And I think to come back, you'd have to come back, one, humble. Not to say she's not, but you'd have to come, you'd have to be humble because you're coming right back to the bottom. And you'd have to come mm. back knowing that you are here to rebuild something or build something up. Do you know what I mean? I just feel like a lot of people, especially artists in the UK, but this is a whole nother conversation.
2: I'm trying to figure out how to write mm-hmm. about this. I think we should have it because, like, with all of that being said, she still could have given y'all a couple shows,
0: right?
3: Mm-hmm. But I think it's it's a thing. I'm I've been trying to like find the words to really put it down and talk about it. But I think we're so lacking in just general media to focus on and spotlight R&B as a genre in the UK. And a lot of the artists out now, and ones from before, they don't. They don't kind of realize that they yeah have to come together, and build. But they also need to look at things like if it's the Taste Mag, if it's like other platforms that are on um, Twitter. Like there's, I can't, I can't name them right now. I can't think of them. But um, there's so many things on Twitter and Instagram. You need to kind of like reach in and build Mm. with them and pull them up because Mm. if you don't you're only gonna get to this level and there's nothing else to push you up further and then there's nothing else to push anyone else coming up there's there's not gonna be anyone to help grab them if they don't kind of invest in the upcoming media that is trying to grow and support them that we're here for them Right. right i think that is kind of where we're at right now in the uk it's like everyone's not trying to realize the relationship needs to be built together, and we all need mm-hmm. to kind of build this together.
0: That's real. Yeah. I really, and I think that that's been something lately. I've been feeling about happening here is that there's not there. There are outlets, but it's like how many people are actually going on these R and B blogs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like the are these R and B blogs that do exist now. They get their traction from when they're saying, "What's your favorite song from this album." on the album anniversary via Twitter. And so Mm. it's like, but I don't see too many other artists really shouting out those, you know, those pages unless it's somebody like a Kenyan or somebody like that, you know? It isn't a reciprocal relationship like it used to be. Yeah. And everybody is missing out. I feel like that's one thing why I think Terrell is so important, Terrell Grice Show, is because Mm -hmm. it seems to be the only outlet that artists are really willing to pour into. Yeah, Black outlets. I mean, clarified because the girls will go everywhere else but (laughs) black outlets is just to and otherwise they're paying it
2: yeah Mm -hmm. and I think that they look into that because it's fun like it's something Mm -hmm. that they can do that is actually like I don't know whether it's rewarding press wise or not because of how ever big his platform may be it's still something that they would want to do or be interested in doing it probably don't feel like work to them yeah correct correct
0: um, so what are some of your favorite songs from the LMA album?
1: Um,
3: I'm to it up. <laughs> but, it, um, is it? I don't
0: know this album long, where I can start it. So where can the girls start it?
3: I want to say it's cool. is it called Fallen Angel? Mm-hmm. That's one of them. I love that one. Um, Sink or Swim.
0: <sighs> yeah, Sink or Swim.
3: Fading Out, Ooh. I think, like, that was, in terms of, like, R&B album closers, they're, like, my favorites. One of my favorites is Faith Evans' Reasons. I put Fading Out oh. right next to that.
2: Wow. Fading Out to it, me. Faith
0: Evans' like, Reasons, listen to me. If y'all have never heard that, first, y'all gotta lay down, get y'all, put, y'all, put y'all prayer, prayer cloth over <laughs> y'all then y'all can go ahead and press play. Faith Evans was speaking to the body of Christ on that on that song. Okay. Like, and then it was like, bye, this is the end of the album. Excuse mm. me, I'm I'm still crying, Faith.
3: Mm. But like how I feel when I listen to that and the album's done is how I feel when I listen to Fading Out. I'm like,
0: mm, oh, You are fading
3: out. Okay. Like, uh, I think this, those are my big ones.
2: Like you talked about LMA's growth it's even in the behind the scenes and the inner workings of the album that I felt growth. Like, this is one of the best crafted, like, perfectly sequenced R&B mm. albums to come out from a newer artist in a very long time. Mm-hmm. And people and paid it. We dedicated a full episode to it. Wow. We will
0: be able to come back. Um, you know, we gotta get our episodes back. But... <laughs> This bag, y'all will be able to uh uh listen to it. <laughs> but yeah, we did a song by song assessment of Heart on My Sleeve. Like it was just such a solid, solid, solid album.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: another uh 2022 album that you um pulled out was Ari Lennox.
1: Mm.
0: And I was recently saying to music, I was like, whatever about the album. Like I was like, it's cool, but I don't know. In the last like month or so, it's been feeling. It's been hitting.
1: Hitting mm-hmm.
0: before,
2: yeah. I was okay. the exact same way. Uh, what is it the the EP that came along with the two?
0: I love the EP off site, like the EP. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes, give it here, mine. Mm-hmm. It was the <laughs> album where I was kind of like, okay.
2: But you mm-hmm. know you you expect a certain thing based off of the last project of artists, and then when they she kind of slowed it down and grew it up a little bit for us, even starting off the way she did with that very erica badu-esque song to open up the album mm-hmm. it, was, it was automatic that it was going to be different so i was like okay let me go on this ride with her Hmm.
0: and listen, you got to be willing to go on rides with the artist because like music talks about it all the time how he felt like audiences want him to make one sound do one thing and that's it and when you've been in the game as long as he has like 20 something years you, you don't want to keep doing the yeah. same thing. It's like, let me try something else. And I think you know, with Ari, she has been around longer than most people realize. Mm-hmm. But I do see how it can be very easy for, for people to want her to just keep doing one thing. Because mm-hmm. she does that one thing so well.
2: Yeah, you ate that one little thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: oh, wasn't that from uh, them horrible girls in Philly?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: She's like, oh, you ate that one little thing. <laughs>
2: You still not that girl, but you ate that one little thing.
0: It'd be like that with some people. That's crazy. Like you're still late, but. (laughs)
1: Um.
0: So we have an episode. Um. That I don't know if it'll come out before or after because we need to have a staff meeting about it. About (laughs) that. Um. People need to like. In case you missed it, go back. Um, Spin the block on and you have a page of 2022 projects that honestly will be on the episode but also we can talk about here so we don't got (laughs) to rehash it on the episode (laughs) Um, so I wanted to go through those because you shouted out some of our favorites Um, Mm -hmm. first off Dixon001 Daisy Mm
2: -hmm. a man
0: (laughs) also
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that project was like oh too good. I feel like he. It was so versatile as well. Like there are songs. I feel like there's a song on there for everyone. Even if you're like a big R and B fan or not, like there's. I can't remember what song it is on there, but there's a song in that that sounds like Drake.
1: Hmm.
3: Yeah. I can't remember which one it is, but like then there's so the Tanashi feature. There's seven I, feature. Let's,
0: let's, let's put a pause
3: here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the that. The, the the opening track slides into him and Tanache's vocals being stacked. I was like, excuse me, what is going on?
2: Inside. And he's got a lot of restraint. Even though the album is so good, that man sings way better than that album will allow you to know. Mm. Seeing him live, I was just like foaming at the mouth because of some of the stuff he could do with his voice.
0: Yeah, no, like it was hitting extremely different when I seen him live um at um Jill Scott. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like, oh, you you be churching like Fantasia when you're off. <laughs> oh, okay. Past weeks, okay. Uh, next up, my doll, my daughter, Amber Mark, three dimensions deep.
2: She lived forever, Instagram. It's a, nobody like her but me. Muse act
0: no. like he's
3: with him, but he do. I like her. Mm. I made the album. The album was good. It was so good. And I feel like the whole theme of it as well, she had the kind of space theme. It kind of flowed throughout. It was subtle, but it was there. It kind of tied everything together. I wish, like, we could just get a bit more. I don't know, like, something needs to happen. She needs to put the album out again just put it out again because That's the episode. songs are too good this year where everyone has been like getting divorced
2: <laughs> cut that, cut Divorce that play out great on black women it does i'm sorry it does
0: it's
2: great <laughs> on black women. and
0: you, you know the thing is i went to see i went to her tour and full sold out show hmm. in a city that is like 70% black maybe 65 now i don't know justification has done things and it was—I was probably like one of like ten black people at that tour. That's crazy. And I was Gat King, because where is Black Egg? Where is the Black <laughs> Egg? Is, is an episode title.
2: It made sense to me when you talked about it originally because I was used to her music being played on like Coca-Cola commercials and like Target mm. tracks and like things like that. I didn't know an overwhelming majority of black people that even knew who she was we talked about it, of course because if it's all good we gonna uplift it but right, yeah. everybody ain't able and everybody don't know so her entry point into my headphones gave me white mm.
1: that's so crazy it is crazy
2: i think it's always
3: just gonna be different over here though like i think it comes to r&b is black Mm, just, that's I always that. how it is over here yeah like the crowd no matter what the first like r&b show i went to where the crowd was predominantly white was the matthew show that i just went to first time i've seen white people at r&b concert honestly
2: <laughs> honestly the first time
0: D- i can <laughs>
2: that was the first time i don't mind that being his title mm. That is interesting because they be all up in any city, right? Like any city I go to a concert and it's not a guarantee that it's going to be a black crowd.
0: Mm -hmm. You never know.
2: For the blackest of artists.
0: Mm -hmm. You never fucking know. That's crazy. Um, Next up, an album that I think we all love as a family, Kenya and Dix is Closer.
1: Oh my Mm. god! A voice. I (laughs) would see him
3: live. And he, like, I don't know what it is. I just became attracted to him. Of that, like, he, I've he, never he, really saw I it could. before. But as soon as he started singing, he sang it, like, track by track. I was like, I could marry this man right here, right now, today. <laughs> I'm just in love.
2: Music will do that. I get it.
3: Oh. The thing, like, just vocally, is just insane. He's insane. He's one of our best right now.
0: I agree. it is it is on my 2024 bucket list to see him live because i slept on the closer tour i was like i like the album but i don't gotta go i should have went had to go should have went like girl mm. but you know what i'm glad that i i did it because i'm really excited to hear him fold in the closer songs to the r&b you love songs because i love mm. that project mm. um so i'm i'm excited about about that um next up you have good morning gorgeous All right,
2: <laughs> close my window
0: you <laughs> hate mary it's crazy actually hey
2: mary i just don't care as much as the rest of african america oh or british america i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i don't know where jamal is gonna stand but we'll see do you know well, what, like,
0: on his best of 2022 list so that's why it. I'm
2: made really it.
0: i didn't
3: i didn't actually like it that much at first on first listen i was like i'm confused i think i think i heard the drill song i was like i'm confused it's too much i heard <laughs> dj kelly's voice i don't like that and then it just over time i kept revisiting it i think i preferred the second half more than the first half mm. um the song with usher and then when she mentioned the locks as well the song with um is it Money Bag? That's on mm-hmm. there as well on the deluxe. Yeah, Actually, yeah,
0: like, one of the deluxe
3: yeah. yeah, the second half was definitely what brought me back. And then when I listened to it again, I was like, okay, no, no, no. This is a solid album. I think there are some songs I would pull out. I like Good Morning Gorgeous, but I don't need to hear it. I don't know if I that's a bit.
0: Shout out to yeah. her and like the on the pen, but yeah, I don't need to listen to that. Song. <laughs> I, it's art music.
3: It is. Mm. It's real. And the, D- the DJ Khaled one as well is like.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Post- I don't like okay. DJ Khaled. Also an aunt song. My sister love it, but also my sister is 60, so <laughs> she love it. Also also It is aunt music, real bad. I just, Ooh. you
2: know, being Mary Jane, music is not a thing for me. And like, post-it note on the mirror music is something I don't need either. So like, <laughs> that's really the end all be all for me. In my opinion, with Good Morning Gorgeous. Great growth as an artist overall, Mary, and you sound a lot better than you used to, even though, whatever. But. Sorry. I know that's a lot of people's queen, but.
0: Well, mm-hmm. from one legend to another, baby face, girls night out.
3: Flex on, Wow. It's crazy. And I Every- think it's always like, what? Confusing me is the way everyone goes up for the girls individually each one Mm. but the project made no noise i don't i don't get it maybe everyone had to have a video maybe every song should have been a single i don't know what would have got everyone to talk about it but everything on there is so good
2: i don't know how you have every single bubbling new name on a project and the project itself makes no noise
0: it's crazy i
2: don't understand that
0: it's really crazy, and it's not just like he just got the girls that had the girls. He got the girls, and the songs are good.
2: Mm-hmm. And he got the girls. Like it's not like uh-huh. <laughs> it's not like he got no name dolls. He got literally the next wave of Sistran.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the next wave of Sistran is. funny. <laughs> speaking of Sistran, next wave, um, Alice Vaughn, the Hurt Book.
3: Ooh, do you know what I loved about that as well? The way she just kept bringing it back out. Mm-hmm. The, um, <laughs> I,
1: that is... It. Bring it she back did. out.
3: She came back with the... What was it? The girls' pack or something. Uh-huh. With uh, Money Long and the extra features. And then she came back again with the voice notes. And I thought that was really cool. That was a cute idea. But it's like, when you have a hit album, just keep pushing it. Yeah. You know, like... Someone is going to, someone new is gonna be reintroduced. And I think people aren't doing that enough. People aren't taking pages out of the books of people that know are like promoting things. Like streaming means your music is always out. That album is never not out. It right. is always there to go to. And you need to let the people know, come back and listen. So I yeah. think she did that really well. She breathed so much life
2: into that album. And she keeps her weight on top of people's tours. She opened up for Victoria when Victoria was here. I'm mm-hmm. just like getting it out of our face. I love that. And that's like, how it should be.
0: Right, exactly. And I love what you said about as long as it is on streaming, your album is always relevant. It's always can be marketed.
3: Always. Um, and I want some of the older, older artists to, not older, legacy artists to realize that too as well. Because a lot of you, their albums, your new album is never going to reach where one of your sophomores or your third album is, like you, Brandy. Just do something where you repackage "Never Say Never," and mm-hmm. it's going up. Yeah, like
2: Tuesday. They,
3: they don't want to dip back into it. Like Mariah Carey is the kind of the only person that's doing that well. Mm-hmm. She's dropping the rarities, and she's going back for anniversaries. Everyone needs to kind of just take note and start doing it. I just I don't see what's stopping them, but maybe it could be label issues and things like that. I don't know, but mm-hmm. politics.
2: Yeah, the business behind it may play a big part in it that we're not even thinking about. Because like. Yeah. These artists even have rights to some of those songs. Mm-hmm. Are they even able to work on pushing them back out? I think that's something that we probably should look into before. Because DJs are going to keep those songs alive. Like, the way that they rerun that era of music into the ground, we're not going to never stop listening to it. <laughs> Maybe the artists can't do even what the DJs are doing. So that's a good conversation. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, And I don't want to run through everything that you listed for the best of 2022 because you want people to read the taste. But I do want to close on this project. Tink. Mm. Well, I know Tink had two albums in 2022. Tink, Pillow Talk. Yeah.
2: Tink got two albums every two days. (laughs)
0: Literally. And I don't (laughs) like that about her as an artist. Like, I love Tink. And I feel like she don't let albums live long (laughs) enough. She don't work them long enough. But, Jamal, you the host. I'm passing the mic to you.
3: <laughs> yeah, no. Um, Pillow Soul, I feel like, again, Pillow Talk was one I didn't like straight away when it came out. I think it was because it was quite a few samples on there. So it was like, I was hearing a song, but I was hearing the old song at first. Once mm-hmm. I came back and I got into the right space to listen to it, I was like, what's wrong with me? Again, it- Switch and Opposite.
0: Look, Those are so just loud. the... Let's talk about it. How
3: would you feel if I righted my wrongs and you did the opposite? Like, what?
2: Ask the questions. Questions. Like, asking all them
0: questions. Man. That
3: song. And I just saw her. She had her show um, last month. And I think it's because she hasn't been here in so long. I did not get to hear any of the songs. Mm. But it's like, I think that goes back to as well. Like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what her shows were like when she dropped Pillow Talk. Did she do a tour
0: for it? She I've never did, seen I wasn't that. able to go. Her and um, um, her and Jacques went out together, and I had a lot of work in. Like, last minute, I was pissed.
2: I was I pissed. haven't ever seen her live, but I'm hoping she has the best version of the Girls Need Love rehash.
1: Easily. Like, it
2: sounds like that's how the song should have come out anyway. So mm. I'm hoping that Summer does something with those three new versions when it comes time for her to do t- a type of tour or something, because of course I'm going to see her. So I would love to see Tink do that live. But she come out with so much music, it's hard for me to even stay with one project mm. long enough. Cause once she move on, I'm just like, damn, I, I think I missed something, didn't I? Mm. Like, I back. Um, but I do know Opposite was a song. I do know Switch was a song. So
0: Switch was the constant bullshit of that album. Maybe. Mm. Like I used to play them back to back together and used to like stress myself out real bad. <laughs> like the guitar strings were singing my pain. For sure. So um I hate being that person that's like, well, what's next? So we're not gonna ask what's next. So what we are gonna ask is what are your plans for um the taste twenty twenty two season? And how can people get it? How can people support? Tell us all about it.
2: Give us a little taste of the taste. <laughs> okay. So at the moment, like,
3: it's still pretty early. I'm still trying to figure out logistics. Like, I genuinely still don't know if I can physically sell it because of not all the images of mine and things like that. Mm-hmm. But um, it's on my website. It's just free, available to go and view there. Um the plan is to kind of just keep moving forward. I want to keep this pretty short. Like it's 50 pages and for future issues, I want to kind of just like pick something. So like the way we pick, I picked 2022 for this issue. The mm-hmm. next one, I want to pick something like maybe it's the UK. Then mm-hmm. the next one, like I'm dying to do a girl group, just whole page for that. Um, so that's kind of where I want it to be. I want it to be very like, focused conversations that then I can spill out online and like we can expand on that. But that's kind of the plan. Um yeah, I'm I don't like work. <laughs> so I'm like it's yeah. not that I'm lazy, I just I I get to it when I get to it. Yeah. Which I think I'm realizing you can't always be like that. And now it's kinda I got something good, people love it. It's time to kinda just run with it
0: all the albums you have on here are so evergreen. Like, there's gonna be people who have never heard of any of these albums. Like, I know I got homework to do off of the taste. You know what I'm saying? Just, um, and I'm somebody that be knowing everything that be coming out in my mind. And yeah. I still have albums on here that I need to go back myself. So I feel that's a good thing about the project for you is that you don't necessarily have to be constantly pushing things out because you done gave us a lot of stuff to like research, listen to, dive in, yeah tour. So no pressure.
2: Yeah, and it's something (laughs) that people can respond to over and over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is. And, like, even just from my conversation today, I I feel an expose coming about UK versus the world and how (laughs) the artists leave. Like, that is very interesting and something you could definitely, like, expound upon. I'm so proud of you and happy for this project. It's everything. I was looking through it like,
0: this is so good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The info is good. It looks good. It flows well. Like, you did your big one with that.
2: Mm-hmm. Thank you
3: guys. Thank you.
0: So, outside of the taste, oh, wait, we forgot to do the most important part of the show. This <laughs> is your favorite
2: part for real. It really is.
0: <laughs> now, listening, what are you listening to?
2: Um,
0: Here are the taste. So, whatever you're listening <laughs> to, dog, pause and write down, put it in your queue because you won't be knowing.
1: I feel like.
3: I've, I haven't been very R&B this year, which is kind of upsetting to me. Mm. I don't know. I think I've been really heavy into the rap girls. Mm. So I've been listening to a lot of just like, I feel like it's more songs than projects. So like Connie Diamond, she's got a song uh, I think it's called Ghetto and Ratchet. I love that song. It's kind of like <laughs> drill vibe, but like I'm obsessed. Like it's just in 24 seven and I'm moving. Um, Actually, R&B, Justin Conrad, he just dropped last week.
0: Mm -hmm. We love it, Submissive.
3: Listen, the song I'm obsessed with is Low Tide. Hello?
0: We just talked about Low Tide, yes. That
3: is the song. And what stresses me out is that it's two minutes. Like, to me, that is the song on the album that's six minutes long and it's just, it don't stop and you are fine with it.
1: Like, Mm -hmm. I need
3: an extended version of that song. Um. What else am I listening to? What's her name? Ty- is it Tyler? That sings water. Neither.
1: Make yeah. me sweat, make me water.
3: But not that song. She actually has one, I think it came out before it, but it's called the last. To Last. <clears throat> mm.
2: I knew it. I knew it.
3: That that one is the song. Like, no.
2: water is
0: good. Yes.
2: Me and Stephanie had a sidebar conversation about To Last. I had to turn the song off. If you get into the lyrics... She said, it's like you never wanted it to last. What? Let
0: me take my glasses off so I can really. That song is
2: insane.
0: Never thought you'd be that way. Holding on (laughs) to every mistake. Can't beg love for you to stay. Never thought you'd be my first heartbreak. Don't know what more to say. Family asking where on earth have you been? Can't beg for love to stay. My first love is now my first heartbreak. You never gave us a chance. Never. It's like you never wanted us to last. Mm. Nigga. Ripped away a part of me, left me here to bleed. It's the way you say, please, baby, hold on to me. Don't want you to be a memory. Excuse me? Tyler is about
2: 12 years old. How is she going off like this? (sighs) <sighs> and then insane. she wore all of this over top of a dance beat mm.
0: I have a theory about why she um made make me sweat make me holler because um the dance music wasn't getting popular Muse is still on the fence about that but that is my theory I feel like she was like my because all her music is dance I'm like her previous music dance music people don't actually like dance music unless it's Drake or Beyonce and so she was like what do everybody like People like African beats, Afro beats. So that's what I'm about to give them. And y'all are going to love it. And y'all are going
2: to... I don't even know if it's worth having this conversation on a whole other episode. But I think that her being South African and her having the success that she has had with Water, I still don't think that we are only going to get Afro beats or Amapiano from her from now on. I'm still holding out hope that we will get more. I'm basically saying I don't think that Steph can say that with one good song that is a beat, an Afrobeat song. She only got four songs in general, <laughs> so like we need to give her a little just
0: bit. That's what we were saying about um about sexy red. It's like once you had that one song that people really latched onto, you keep doing that <laughs> and that over and over and over and over. Because if we were talking about this the other day, that if yeah. people were to go back to what's it, ghetto princess? What's the first project called?
3: You know, uh, that. yeah, I think it's G- ghetto superstar.
0: Ghetto superstar. It right. don't sound nothing like. Shake your dreads. It don't sound nothing like um Ski, which I love. It like- don't sound nothing like Hellcat SRT. It don't sound like none of that. Every single song is like a different genre. Honestly. Mm. Nowadays when girls do good on one sound, they just stick to that sound. When I'm like, I need some more of my bitches, I need some more FaceTimes from Se- Sexy Red, like show people that you are actually a very, very, very versatile artist. And it's actually Jamal wanted to. Jamal, actually, when you first posted about it, I was well, not like, let me go listen to her old shit.
3: Mm-hmm. No, because it was back to back. The two projects were so good. I feel like, I don't know how the Go Superstar project just flew under the radar. Like, I was talking about it for ages, and just like, it just didn't pick up. And then the soon as soon as she hit pound town. But like, I think, again, it comes down to like, why I said this was... Yeah, you kind of like run with that sound. But it, it does come back to bite you. And I think that's what is happening to the City Girls. Is you, Shoot. <laughs> you didn't kinda yeah, well, you
0: didn't, shit doll.
3: They didn't take it seriously what they were doing. They didn't take the artistry seriously. And now they've gotten to the point where it's like, Hold on, we wanna do this and we wanna do it right. But they kind of have boxed themselves into a place by but not even making one type of sound, but that one sound being the sound that you promote. Those are the singles. Those are the features. And then you just don't really stray far from that to the public. Only your fans mm-hmm. know that you go deeper. And mm-hmm. I think Sexy Red is going to have the exact same thing. If, like, the next project doesn't show versatility and it's all this again, it'll be the exact same story.
2: mm mm-hmm. Circling back to Tyler, because I actually care about her. I, um... <laughs> I don't. I don't think that this is what we're gonna get. Tim's being as successful as she has been, and like putting singing over top of Afro beats into the forefront of culture, kinda like essence, changed some shit. I don't think another girl is going to be able to do that because if that was the case, Ari would be way more famous. Tyler would already be more famous because of this. Like, we got time to see if she gonna give us some more both of the bow 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 bows (laughs) or not.
0: So what?
2: You know what I mean.
0: You know, Blake, who just wants people to say something so we can relax Right. <laughs> like, what happened? What, what you saying? Do it again.
2: Yeah, I'm going to give Tyler some more time. To last is a problem.
0: A problem. What you listening to, Steph? Um. The same. I've really been on the boys. I think I feel like Q4 is all about the R&B boys. It's really where I've been at lately. Um, I still haven't listened to City Girls for all. I'm
2: not. <laughs>
0: um, hey, this is this is a big thing for me. Like for y'all that don't know, I literally can rap their entire discography um, enough better makes me cry every time I listen to it. Main bitch locked up had to hold it down on the baby. In my son got get the rolling out. Um, oh. No, that's emotional.
1: <laughs> oh, that
0: was seven months. Me and baby Summer 2 blessed up. Okay, listen. They were trying to kill our girl. <laughs> they was really trying to kill our favorite bitch. And I'm not even theoretically. Like, they shot up our girl car while she was pregnant. And, and that just goes back to what you were saying about people not knowing the depth of City Girls. Because she'll rap on her mom being locked up and everything. Anyway. Yeah, so I just been wrapped up in the boys. Y'all already know I was talking about them last episode, talking about them this episode. Hey to the R&B boys!
2: I'm glad that they're getting some shine. It's about damn time.
0: It is, and I wonder like what will it take for them to? I saw a tweet actually. Somebody said like, what will it take for the male R&B artists to finally have that kind of that that like get over that hump? So that the way people be on like a uh, Coco I- Jones or somebody. What will it take for? Us to be like inundated with Kenyon, inundated with R and Ray. You know, I feel like lucky, kind of, but I don't feel like Candy Drip was everywhere like it could have been promotional wise. Like, what will it take? Because you know who did get it, who ain't deserve it? Givians. Not really
2: even him to me, honestly. He it- got
0: more than everybody else, and Givian don't actually bother me. Well, I don't know. I only listened to the first EP, and the the um then when the album came, I was bored by the third song, but. It was so I feel like Gibeon got way more pushed than the other boys.
2: I think that what happened with Gibeon was he was a mix of a few different things, right? Like he was getting booked for rap features like Sampa was, but mm. he was attractive in a different way. Like people wasn't paying attention to Sampa from a heartthrob perspective. They was just like, Oh, his music is so introspective. I like it. His sound is different, whatever. So Gibeon gave us that and a look, and the lyrics were good. And then he had random public relationship that went sour with justine scott like it was a lot of different press factors i think that mm-hmm. put in our faces a little bit more but as far as what it would take for that and bigger to happen again i think we'll just need a full package artist again we mm-hmm. haven't had someone who looked good sound good dance good perform good was like making people lust all of that stuff at one time don't
0: think lucky do that
2: no i think that lucky can sing i think that lucky can perform i think that make lucky make good music but lucky don't make men want to be him and lucky don't have he don't have the give of what every girl is looking for either we would need someone to be a semblance of like a chris brown again in order Mm for r&b men to get over that hump like erica said like you just said listen listen Get then I'll feel
0: better for sure.
2: Then I will make you feel better.
3: I feel like the culture has to shift a little bit too. I feel fair. like I keep saying it. We are we're anti corny right now. Like we don't we don't like men right now. Mm. We're funny. They do funny shit, and it's just that we have to get past that as well as a whole.
2: I mean, but men deserve to not be liked a little bit at the same time. So mm. I mean, I get it. It's fair. Women are better than men. Like I keep saying that. It's a thing, <laughs> but. Because of everyone's realization of that to a certain extent, it's we getting a short end of the stick. I can't say the thing make it hard for us out here. Some of it is deserving. Music-wise, I think that a lot more men are coming out in a way that people should be paying attention to, though. And it's not been like this in a long time, but we had like six names we could rattle off on one episode about good music that's out from guys. Mm-hmm. Like even my Now playing, now listening, what's spinning in my headphones is Brent Fias. And I'm, like, wrecked about it. Like, I don't like him. But this project (laughs) is good. Like, it's really good. (laughs) The Khalees recreation, the... Uh, He got a sample from Rome's I Belong To You, which is one of my favorite 90s songs.
0: Oh, I belong my love to you. Oh. Every time I see your face. I babe. Love,
2: love to you. I belong to you, babe. Love,
0: <laughs> oh, oh, oh. That's a part right there. Yeah. Oh, that, he ate that. Where Rome at? He's Come on, like Rome. To, Come on to us. Come back.
2: So, and the sample is clever. Like, it's, it's more straightforward than like a Save It All by RM Ray, where it changes mm-hmm. how you feel. It is blatantly from that song, but it's not the song. So, I, I still mm. like it a lot. He's just doing some very interesting things on this album. He's also like elevating one of his own sounds because a lot of people heard some like Timbaland influence in his production like a long time ago. He's bringing some of that back. I just, I shockingly, I like it. I like it a lot.
0: Is that all you listening to? Because you've been
2: listening to the world. <sighs> listening to the world is funny. I haven't, I'm sorry, I almost choked to try not to laugh at that. I haven't listened to it in full yet, but Mariah the Chemist, I've been really on this case a lot of songs. Now Mariah the Chemist, somebody call her Lab Lady on Twitter and I die. <laughs> Marie Curie got some songs, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, um, Mariah the Scientist has a song out with Kate Trinata that I really, really like. So I've been bumping that over and over again. and haven't been able to get back to the rest of the album. But lyrically, I enjoy her. She's not a, like, a great vocalist or anything like that to me, but I've been able to vibe with her projects thus far. She's not a person I would like rush to see live or anything like that, but like for a feeling, mm-hmm. I can listen to her. And I like that it seems like she's venturing into different sounds. So I'm going to give that a try. That's on my list, but the Katrina song has been bumping and thumping.
0: Everybody know where to go and get that beats set to go get a banger from.
2: Cause they super duper duper kind.
0: <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> 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 on that note, Jamal, where can people find you on social if you want to be found on social?
2: Want to be found? Um, mm-hmm. ooh,
3: you can find me personally on Twitter at. Luna Angel. I'm trying to figure out how to spell it. L U N A N G E L X. I'm screaming. If you don't find it, you won't find me. Y'all. Yeah. You know,
0: black people
3: <laughs> are so add it, Shout. We all use the um, spell black, <laughs> black things. And what else am I on? And then the Taste Mag is on all socials on Twitter, Instagram, just at the Taste Mag, and our website is thetastemag.co, not com. Couldn't afford it. Just Dot Co.
0: But honestly, Dot Co is chic to me. I always thought that Dot Co
3: is. I was mad at first, but now I'm like, oh, it's kind of cute. What? I
0: was
2: like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) This has been great. I love the taste, Mag. Everything about it is chic, first of all. Right. It really is tasteful. And, you know, that's all I care about. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> a level of taste needs to be present at all times
0: no it does and taste has like gone away to war and I want it back
2: yeah. I want to it back home.
0: come back home bring home our troops of chic
2: free Palestine chic and our
0: chic and taste and mm-hmm. like you really embody that so I'm so happy we finally got to like link cause we be keying real yeah. back on internet so it's nice <laughs> to like be on some like Face to face vibes, and um, mm. you know we can't wait to you know come to the UK. We're booked for our world tour. Period. Um, true, I'll be there. I want to go, and whenever we come to the US, like obviously,
3: no, I want to come next year for the roots.
0: Yeah, yeah, I want to come for roots. Yes. so bad. It's
3: Book not that. Just
0: at my house why? because the, look, the people be booking their rooms early, child. So. <laughs> Book early.
2: You we know we having a cookout, so
0: or so this Thursday or early on friday so the cookout is always friday night
1: Period. i'm there
0: all right y'all well, this is another episode of the sites i love how you have a very classy news you will not get us canceled this episode this
2: episode
0: i'm sure we have more things to worry about in future but you know <laughs> thanks for being cute in front of company jamal we're so happy to have you and thank you again and y'all mm-hmm. the Sights. bye everybody gets on my nerves bye <laughs>
2: a show a show